another week. Another talking dirty. Oh. <laughs> I like that head turn. Oh. This week oh. we have for you the NFL, the Super Bowl recap. Also, uh, other headlines like the NFL awards. And then we uh, take it over to the NBA with a good friend, uh, Connor Pascarelli. And we cover the uh, NBA with the midseason review, Ryan reacting on his preseason review. And then take it. <laughs> Then take it over to pop culture. We break down all the new trailers that dropped during the Super Bowl, the new episode of The Last of Us, and The Bad Batch, and of course your jams of the week. With that, Ryan, take it away. Kent's Brothers Painting four one two seven eight four one five seven seven. Kent's Brothers Painting four one two seven eight four one five seven seven. Come today if you want a paint job, and let's get into it. Yeah, that's a speed run. It was. That was a good run. All right. And before we get into it, Ryan, how are you doing today? Happy belated birthday, first of all. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Not great. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah, just work. Work stuff. Yeah. How's the birthday? Did you do anything fun? Went out to the North Shore, lost money at the casino, ah. uh, was a drunken idiot at McFadden's. Um, but it's pretty did, fun. Did you dance on the table? No. Okay. Well, I mean, I'm, still, I'm still recovering from hernia surgery. I can't jump on that. <laughs> um, uh, Chelsea got me a sweet thing for my birthday. Yeah? What'd you get? It's so swaggy, dude. It's a Steelers, like, starter jacket, like, like windbreaker thing. Oh, nice. Here, nice. My background That's a full-on, like, dad look right there. Dude, it's it's so comfortable. <laughs> and it looks so, it's so swaggy. It's swaggy. It's a swaggy-ass jacket. Gotcha. So swaggy. How are you doing? Um, I mean, you know, I'm doing all right. Like you're saying, some work bullshit. But uh, so I found out I'm going to be the godfather to a baby girl. Wow. Her name's Melina. Wow. Mm-hmm. He was like, you ever play Mortal Kombat? No, but no. Yeah. <laughs> so my buddy was like, yeah, it's uh, it's from Mortal Kombat. That's so funny. <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> is, it, is it Zane the lawyer? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, uh. It, he didn't decide, like, the wife picked it, and she didn't understand, like, she didn't know about it, Mortal Kombat, obviously. <laughs> and he funny. was, he just didn't say anything. He was just like, yeah, yeah. it's kind of funny. That is awesome. <laughs> yeah. Well, but, congrats, uh, Godfather. You, yeah, you, you, you really got to you get your show up looking like Don Corleone. That'd be so <laughs> funny. Wow, wow. Yeah, just show, do that. Show up to the Baptist with hair <laughs> slicked back. Walk her like, see, mm-hmm. see, come to me. <laughs> you put a giant limp in the Yeah, I'll just put a horseshoe in. Yeah. <laughs> come to me. <laughs> so funny. Oh, Actually, I'm 100% doing that now that you said that. <laughs> you that's have funny. To get her like a mobster suit. That you said. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, that's, that is awesome. Um, well, we'll be better during this recording because we'll be post. When we're listening to this on Friday, we've seen Ant Man. Mm hmm. So we are recording it Wednesday for those. Hopefully little... we're better. Hopefully there's nothing crazy happens on Thursday. But mm-hmm. let's be honest, it's everything crazy is going to happen on Thursday. Maybe. What if Ain't we that... get into the quantum realm? 
Anytime we record early, you know, this <laughs> happens. <laughs> Anytime you, we record early, it's a Marvel movie. Rudy Gobert shuts down the NBA with COVID. Oh, yeah, that was that. Kyrie Irving. Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. <laughs> and this person once traded here. This thing happened. Mm-hmm. Christian McCaffrey. Like, we, we, have, we are cursed, so. We're, there's gonna be something. It's gonna be Russell Wilson go, or Russell Westbrook going to like a contender, like a, like one of those like fringe contenders that like changes the game kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think who that'd be. I could see it. Yeah, no, definitely. Oh. Um, all right, let's get into it. Kicking off Pittsburgh trivia. You I said we're gonna stop doing me. this. I, I said we're gonna stop doing this. What we're doing right now. Um, how long have how many years did Chuck Noll serve as head coach for the Steelers? Oh, fuck. Uh, let's just go with uh, thirty-one years. No. Higher or lower? Uh, would you say thirty-one? I cause I, I just said no because I knew you were going to get it right. Um, it's twenty-three. Okay. Um, nice higher or lower, but that that's fine too. In a 2011 game against the Cardinals, what wide receiver connected with Ben Roethlisberger on a 95-yard touchdown, which is the longest in Steeler history? This is a good gettable question. 20, 2011 wide receiver, 95-yard touchdown, longest in Steelers history. Mike Wallace. Yes. Nice. That's that's a good question. Yeah, that is a good one. I was worried it was like a different receiver, but I was like, it's got to be Mike. Mm-hmm. No, definitely. Um, oh, we've seen these ones before. They're the easy ones. It's like Antoine Randall threw the touchdown in Super Bowl Forty. Mm-hmm. Try to get you one good, one more good one. Ooh. This might be an easy one. This might be one that just looks over your head. I guarantee you could get it, though. Uh, what safety was inactive for four games the Steelers played in Denver after 2007 incident in which altitude played a role forcing removal of a spleen and goal bladder? Ryan Clark? Yeah. Okay. And then in 2014, the Steelers rookie out of Clemson scored a 35-yard touchdown of his first career reception. Wait, what year? 2014, he was a rookie out of Clemson. Rashard Mendenhall. No, he's a wide receiver. Oh. His reception. It's a 35-yard reception for his first of his career. 2014 rookie from Clemson. I'll give you a hint. Oh, Martavis. <laughs> yeah, Martavis Bryant. For those Martavis who Bryant. listening, because I realize we don't, we don't put the video out ever, I just fake hit a blunt. You can kind of hear it. <laughs> All right. All right, let's get into the NFL here. Leading off with the Super Bowl 57 recap. So, Chiefs won 38-35 in a very good game. Back and forth constantly. High-scoring affair. Um, however, some bullshit calls thrown here and there throughout the game. Sometimes on both sides of the ball, but mostly... I would say against the Eagles. Um, kind of going back to that Carl Sheffers thing that we were saying before the game took place. Um, I mean, Jalen Hurts had a hell of a game. 
Uh, 27 for 38, 304 yards, one passing touchdown, but also 15 carries for 70 yards and three touchdowns. Um, insane, incredible game for him. For Mahomes, 21 to 27 for 182 yards, not many, uh, and then th- but three touchdowns on there. Um, I'm pretty sure Jalen Hurts made a score, uh, set a record. Oh, he for, did three for touchdowns most rush- in the Super Bowl, rushing. most rushing touchdowns at any player. Let oh, alone wow. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure it's Tom. Double. I'm, I'm fact checking. I'm pretty sure it, 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 okay. uh, it. One other person did that old Broncos running back. Um, Willis McGahey. No, 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 no. I'm looking it up. Willis rushing TD. But you had the call of the century with the field goal doink. Yes. <laughs> uh, what went through your head in that moment? I at first was mad because I bet. Uh, Terrell Davis, by the way, Terrell Davis scored three touchdowns versus Green Bay. That's the red, red, uh, Broncos running back. I was thinking of, and he uh, just tied it. Jalen Hurts. He also had three. Um, so I, I had money on the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. As I discussed last week. So at first he missed it, and I was pissed because I wanted him to make it because I wanted the Chiefs to win because I had money on the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. And then after about. 30 seconds it hit me i was like oh fuck i just i bet that and so then, <laughs> then i went and checked this uh my sports book app and it, the money was there and i was like this is sick dude that, that's one of the best that's one of the best bets i'm gonna do that every year now dude it was early too that was like the nice thing like you'd dude, have I, to stress out about it really the entire game i had four of my bets hit in the first quarter Mm-hmm. Or maybe early second, whenever AJ Brown, the last of the four hit was when AJ Brown got that bomb touchdown, which I think yeah. might have been early second. But still, I had the coin toss his tails, thanks to your, you, you guessing the other way, and I was perfect. <laughs> um, I had the opening kickoff be a touchback. Mm-hmm. I had the doink, and then I had AJ Brown, and I was like, dude, this is sick. Yeah. <laughs> but then I also um, lost two two bets. One bet would have won me. Oh, two hundred dollars. Was that the two touchdowns to Kelsey or Goddard? No, that one was. It would want me like sixty bucks. Gotcha. But I did the uh, twenty-five bucks on a big cat from part of my takes. Can't lose parlay, and it lost. But it's because everything hit except for Miles Sanders, thirty-nine and a half rushing yards. He needed forty rushing yards, and he sucked. Yeah, that's tough. Sucked. That's tough. Two hundred bucks. He, I could have been two hundred bucks. Two hundred bucks, and he didn't even get forty rushing yards. Oh well. Yeah. I threw, um, five bucks on it. That's a lot of money. I don't bet that much on a parlay, but. I mean, so I mean, the only call that I thought maybe was against the Chiefs. I don't know what you thought your thoughts are on it, but the second defensive touchdown they would have had. To that guy, where the the Eagles guy caught the ball, he caught it, took two steps, maybe three, and then turned up field, and then it yeah. came out, and they called it an incomplete pass. And I was like, I don't know. I mean, I think a football move is turning up field personally. Like, I agree. I, I, I think that should have been a fumble, but I don't know. I think Aside, that. Okay. Yeah, I think I think that was after was that, that was after the Devonte Smith catcher no. Yeah, and I think it would have let it would have had the same defensive player on the Chiefs getting both touchdowns. Yeah, MVP. which would have been insane. <laughs> yeah, that he'd be MVP. No, I, I'm for pretty sure. sure 
did that happen chronologically after the Devontae Smith catch that they rolled incomplete? Because that could have been a makeup call because that was I think that was the first play that the Eagles kind of chapped it on. I think the Devontae Smith rolling it in uh, a no catch. I think that should have been catch. Maybe it was after. I can't remember chronologically yeah. in that order for those two things. Yeah. Um, that could have been a makeup call because it had to have been because that was very I thought that was a very clear fumble. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree with you. I think the way he turned upfield was the football move. He had two feet or here. He took two steps. He turned mm-hmm. upfield. That's absolutely a catch and a fumble. Yeah, for sure. Um, but that being said, that one Devontae Adams, Devontae Smith catch that was like what on oh, third down and long. They got overturned twice. They like said they yeah. they all started they started marching. They went back, back and they to it and they're like, yeah, it's still kind of like fucked. So I don't know, man. Yeah, they they, they moved them up and they moved them back and that's when Sirianni did that uh kind of cringy first down thing mm-hmm. or whatever and and come back. Jalen's like, dude, what are you doing? But yeah, I, I think I think that should have I think that should have counted that catch. Yeah, I think uh, he had possession. He had two feet in, and then that's it. Like that's a catch. And then mm-hmm. as he's like. It hit the ground, but here he had full possession of it when he's in bounds. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but then the big call um, coming down to the final stretch of the game. The Eagles tied it up, going for the two-point conversion and making it. Chiefs were going down the field, and a holding call, a very soft holding call uh, against, I think, was it Bradbury? Yes. Okay. Uh, against Bradbury on the Eagles um, while he was covering Juju Smith-Schuster led to a Chiefs automatic first down and pretty much a guaranteed chip shot field goal for a victory with full control of the clock and, you know, the the game at that point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I think that call was bullshit. You know, I mean, to make that kind of call in that kind of moment in that kind of game where it's been just back and forth constantly, to not allow, like, the Eagles to get, like, a chance after that. Was kind of bullshit. Yeah, I I liked how you called it soft because I, I tweeted that too. It wasn't incorrect. It was just soft. Mm-hmm. You, it, it was yes, it it was a holding penalty, but it was such a barely a holding penalty that you could have got away with not calling that. Yeah, and I, I can't remember where the ball was thrown to, but it didn't really have an impact on the play. So it it did seem so it was overthrown. It was like okay. it was still in play. It wasn't like out of a play. Gotcha. Um, but it was so far ahead, so that a lot of people were calling it uncatchable. Um, some might also say it was uncatchable because he was getting held and it slowed him up. I don't think he could have caught it anyways. A lot of people think it was uncatchable. I agree with that. Um, yeah. But I mean, regardless, it was a it was a penalty. Mm-hmm. He got called such, and that's how they lost. It sucks to lose that way. Mm-hmm. Definitely was a penalty. Bradbury himself, I don't know if you saw that after the game, he even called it. He said, Yeah, I was holding. I just, yeah, I was going to say, Yeah, like I, it's 100%. It sucks. The ref should not call that. Mm-hmm. Like, if I was that ref, I would never, 10 times that time, would not call that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I was going to say, Yeah, like you were saying what Bradbury said after the game, you know, that's, that's a hell of a like, um, kind of attitude to have. Like, I, I grant him all like the respect for, kind of having that composure in that moment. Cause if I lost Super Bowl on a call like that on coverage that I was doing, I'd be pretty pissed off. Yeah, he he really kept his composure. He wasn't like making excuses. He's kinda owning it. Um but it does suck. I mean Yeah. Yeah. Regardless of regardless of where my money was, I, I did want to see a, a good game and I wanted it and it yeah, was such I'm glad it was a good game. It was a fantastic game. Ending mm-hmm. sucked though. But yeah. Yeah. 
Um, um, Jalen Hurts, though, he's crazy. He did so Jalen good. Hurts, dude, is the guy. He's the saying it last. I was saying at the end of last year when he was starting to like pick up steam a little bit. Um, but damn, it's really paying off. It's really paying off. Remember the beginning of the season they were thinking about getting rid of him. Yeah, and I, <laughs> I disagree. I, yeah, I mean that's now they won't. But yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's crazy. Um, I don't know. I said I don't have your notes. Do you have anything about the Juju tweet? Yeah, I was gonna. We can. Well, I, so if we want to talk about the commercials, I don't know. Yeah, it's fine. I sorry, I didn't want to. Yeah, I was, I, I was gonna mention that gut wrench. I, I, I didn't want to jump ahead. I, I, I feel bad doing that. I just wanted to. If you didn't have it later on, I just wanted to talk about now. But yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's talk about the commercial first. So yeah, commercials, Super Bowl commercials. What were the ones that stuck out to you? Last. Um, so I saw the Breaking Bad one before. I love mm-hmm. that. But I, I saw one before, so I don't count that. One yeah. I see before, I don't consider. Yeah, I, I get that. I get that. I really like the Caddyshack Michelob Ultra one. That was good. That was good. Uh-huh. Um, Which ones? I'm, I, need more. I wasn't a fan of the uh, Blue Moon one. What was that? It was like Millers and Cores and Millers and Cores. And I, like, that was oh, it's funny, Blue Moon yeah. ad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. <laughs> uh, I thought this was not a memorable one at all. I really don't remember. Yeah, there wasn't. Too, I mean, the E Trade babies made their, you know, normal appearance. Mm-hmm. Wasn't a fan of the M and M's one. Not me either. My the clams or whatever the fuck, and it was just yeah. a whole ploy to get the original mascots back. And it's like, all right. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, they didn't really go anywhere. That this all this all was a big ploy just for the Super mm-hmm. Bowl. Yeah. Um. I really don't remember any other ones. <laughs> There's the one really sad dog one. Yeah, uh, they love to just bring out the tearjerker ones too. Yeah. Yeah, There's the Jesus. Hey, the, the Jesus one was weird. That was okay. That was like everybody saw that commercial. All right, yeah, that was getting old. <laughs> yeah, that's they did it the first time, and I was like, all right, I mean, whatever, you know, somebody paid money for that. Then yeah. the second one came on, I was like, we're still doing this. Like, yeah, no, that's awful. Going. Another awful one was the um, the two uh, B one that everyone thought their TV broke. Yeah, yeah, dude, I saw like angry Philadelphians like yelling at family members because they thought the, t- the TV got changed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that uh, but Other than that, I mean, we're getting into pop culture. Most of this, I feel like most of them were just trailers for the most part. Yeah, but I figured we touched on like you know the normal commercials. Yeah. This is a bad. Uh, this is a bad year for the commercials. I think. Yeah. Um. Next up, unless you have anything else from the Super Bowl. Rihanna. Oh yeah, we should talk about Rihanna. What do you think of the performance? Uh, number one, did not know she was pregnant. Nope. I mean, that's the point. I think she revealed it there. Like. Yeah. No. So, I. I'm a very. Stupid person. So I. I was like, wait, is she actually is she pregnant? And then I was about to like start asking people, but I was like, wait, I don't want like people to like start thinking I'm like just a piece of shit. Just be like, oh, You're she looks shaming. bigger. Is she pregnant? Like, you know. And then like some like Lizzo fangirls like, oh, she's beautiful, you know, yada yada yada. But at the end of the day, mad props for her for doing that, like, you know, while she's pregnant. Mm-hmm. It's probably like, you know, putting Tough. the baby through a bit of a roller coaster ride for a couple <laughs> of those sequences. But yeah. uh What'd she come out to again? It was uh, uh, bitch, but I have my money. Yeah, that was I, a good one. Didn't expect that. 
Yeah. Uh, we got a lot of good like songs though by the end of it. All the lights came on, and you know mm-hmm. some good jams like that. So that was nice. No special guests. No special guests, but, which was kind of upsetting. But it's still, it's still good. Really, we still got some solid meme quality with the uh, backup dancers running out to the field like the Oompa Loompas. Yeah. With the and, uh, with the big the, white like snowsuits. Yeah, there, there's a couple memes out of it. There's the what's it called too, the uh, Smash Brother ones. That's all. Yeah, the Smash on. Brother ones. <laughs> that was very funny, dude. You know, you remember Pasco, right? He was like in our Instagram group. He was like, dude, this halftime show has reminded me so much of Smash. And then two <laughs> minutes later, like everybody's posting that on social media, and I was like, dude, you missed the mark, man. <laughs> Including <laughs> us, we did. I posted yeah, it. Yeah, we could have put that out there. No, I, I did put it out there. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was uh, it was a good halftime show. I mean, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. It it sucks because last year's was so good. Yeah, last year's was better. Last year's is like a top three for me. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Last year's was better, but like Prince, I think this one held its own year. in a good way. Uh, she yeah. is getting a lot of slander for the lip syncing, though. But like, it, my thing is like everybody lip syncs. Yeah. At this point. Yeah. Nobody's. Nobody's like consistently talented like that. Is it confirmed that she lip syncs? Um, I don't know Sorry. if it's confirmed or not, but I've seen like so many people like come out and say that, like Howard Stern and a bunch of other people too. Yeah. Oh well, who cares? Uh-huh. Is. But uh, anything else from the Super Bowl? LeBron came. Oh, LeBron got booed. Um, Dak Prescott, that was hilarious when they gave a man of the war, uh, man of the year award at the Super Bowl, and the entire Philly, all the Philly fans were booing. He's him. booing him, yeah. and, and he and he, he he was laughing. Every who he was talking to on the stage, he he was laughing with him. Yeah, yeah. And then yet funny. another sign language interpreter stole the show. Oh yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh you do both. Did you see the one for Rihanna too? She yeah. was killing it too. Mm-hmm. She's like doing all that. <laughs> Um, Chris Stapleton killed it too. I thought so. A lot of, yeah, I'm he did good. People, I'm hearing a lot of people say that that sucked. I I 100 percent disagree. I think that's yeah, one of I the disagreed. best better ones in the last few years. And and the singer before doing the uh, the other anthem, I, I, I don't know all your voices called. Yeah, yeah, lift up your voices. She like was a, she had a very good voice. She's an actress too. She's on that Abbott Elementary sitcom. Oh really? Yeah, my mom watches that. My mom watches that, and she was so tuned in on that. Like, she was like a really yeah, funny, I was like, funny actress. I was like. I was kind of like doing shit, getting ready, and then I heard her voice, and I was like, "Damn, like she's got a good voice." <laughs> yeah, no, she she definitely does. That, that she did mm-hmm. a good job with that too. All right, let's take it over to the gut wrenching moments from the week. We'll kick it off with the big one that we kind of pre alluded to earlier. Um, Judy Smith Schuster, following the game, um, tweeted out a little picture, or no, Bradbury came out and said something. I don't know, one of the two said something to start it all off. But the one that really stirred the pot was Juju Smith-Schuster's tweet. It was like a Valentine's Day card. And it said something along the lines of, like, I have trouble letting you, like, not holding on to you or something like that. Um, something about, like, I holding you in all the wrong moments or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Up. Let me pull it up. Juju. Mm-hmm. Hey, here it is. Uh, I hold on to you when it matters most. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To which ba- Bradbury came out and 
was lap was making fun of how he had more interceptions this season than Juju had touchdowns. <laughs> Bradbury had six interceptions and Juju had three touchdowns. <laughs> he was like saying how he should play wide receiver. Then AJ Brown entered the chat and said and called Juju a TikTok boy and said that he his career was pretty much done until he signed a one-year contract for Mahomes to bail him out. Um, yeah, that, that was bad. I mean, that was mm-hmm. so, uh, And then Juju, I think Juju came back and just said, like, oh, that's all cap and whatever. I'm just going to get my, rings, my ring size fitted today or something like that. So I don't know. Juju's just being real cocky now that he has a ring. And, uh... I mean, the Eagles defense, you know, I mean, Bradbury held his composure after that post game. So I respect him for that. And he's 100% right. Like, that call was soft. And you can't come out on, like, you can't attack the cornerback, you know, after a call like that, I feel. Mm -hmm. You know, like, if if Juju, like, cooked them, then yeah, okay. By all means, go ahead and do that. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. I agree. Sorry, I got, I, I spaced out there for a second. My bad. No, you're good. You're good. Uh, then also gut wrenching moments. Jackson Mahomes is already back and doing TikTok dances behind Patrick Mahomes while he was interviewed post game. Did you see the clip of that? No. He was like he's being like, interviewed. Oh, I did. Never mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's just like in the middle of both of them, but behind. He's like, and you just see him like doing that thing. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's, <laughs> and I was like, no. fuck. Patrick Mahomes that, like unlocked bad. the cage now that he won the Super Bowl. <laughs> he's like, go ahead, go nuts. Yeah, no, that's funny. And then uh, also just gut-wrenching for Nick Sirianni. He cried during the anthem and subsequently then turned into a meme for the team losing afterwards. That's tough. Yeah, it's very tough. It's very just tough. Just the face of the loss. That's uh, very tough. Mm-hmm. And then uh, lastly, gut-wrenching moment for the national broadcast not showing the uh, Gatorade color being dumped on Andy Reid. Did you see that one clip of that? Uh, those gamblers? Yeah. What color was it? These are what color was it? They just kept repeating and screaming loud every time, yelling so at the funny. TV about Gatorade. It was fantastic. What color was it? I mean, I was doing the same thing. I was like, wait, <laughs> you gotta like, I don't know, man. You know that people are betting on that. You have to try to show that, like, <laughs> yeah, like you gotta have a guy in the last like minutes of the game, just keeping a camera on Andy Reid. Absolutely, that you know. I don't even know what the official color was by the end of it. I don't. I think purple. Oh, that's lame. Orange was the favorite because that was the one that the Chiefs used. Yeah. The Eagles used yellow. But then aside from the Chiefs and Eagles, it was always blue. So it was like either blue or orange is going to be the Gatorade color. So purple would be just a wild outlier. I don't think it is. I don't know. It's here. Um <sighs> Hmm. All I'm seeing is like articles saying like, "What's it gonna be?" Like, I want after the game. Give me what it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like these are all like previews. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> this one has to be. It. it says, "Why are fans fuming? They missed the shower." <laughs> uh. It just like articles like this. It always takes a second to get to it. Hmm. How about you keep going? I'll just yell out the color randomly. Oh I mean, yeah, the only other thing I I, I forgot to mention, kind of really like really sad moment just it was for is purple. That was purple. Damn, it's that's purple. lame. That's it's lame. Purple. That's see, that just throws a wrench into everything now. 
ruins that stat line. You know what I mean? Like, it yeah. Up. yeah. Uh, but just kind of like a sad moment. Just uh, Mama Kels coming out to the field. You know, you see her go straight to Travis and like congratulate him and you know, t- like do all that. And then you see him go over to Jason. It's like oh, I'm sorry. You know, just yeah. like it's like that's tough. That's tough. But good for Mama Kels. I sent my mom that video. She loves it. She loves yeah. Then Jason it. was like, "Go have fun with Trav." <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, she, she she was loving all this Donnie Kelsey stuff in this last yeah. week or two. But like, probably the weirdest combination of people sitting together at the game: Roger Goodell and his wife, Donna Kels, and Damar Hamlin. Yeah. <laughs> that was weird. That, and I'm pretty sure they're the box next to LeBron. <laughs> it's just like what. <laughs> Wild. That's wild. God. All right. If I gave you tickets to the Super Bowl, but you were sitting next to Roger Goodell, would you still want to go? Yeah. You would. Yeah, I guess it's a dumb question, dude. Would you? Would you like to go to the, one of the biggest championship games ever with the commissioner of the league? Yeah. In in the commissioner's box and like all. <laughs> you, are you kidding me? Would you like tell him off? No, you I would be sucking his dick metaphorically. metaphorically. I would be, dude, Roger, you're the man, dude. You're the fucking man, dude. If I'm sitting there all game with that. him, what? I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be like telling me he's the man. Dude, I loved your ruling on the flake gate. <laughs> I loved it. You're right, dude. They could not have gone down themselves. <laughs> you're absolutely correct, sir. <laughs> I love that suspension on Calvin Ridley for gambling on games. Yeah, you really. That was great work, Mr. Goodell. Yeah, you're a leader of men. What can I say? I mean, if I'm sitting with him for an entire Super Bowl, I'm sure I'm going to get the A A team treatment. I'm mm-hmm. immediately jumping jumping on the team Goodell. I'll get rid of my clown nose shirt with him on it. <laughs> but uh, that's all I really have for the Super Bowl. Unless there's anything you want to toss in. No. All right. All right. Uh, so this past week, prior to the Super Bowl, the NFL came out with their NFL awards announcements for the winners. Uh, how do you want me to start this? Um, MVP last or MVP first? Uh, MVP last. Let's do it in the orders of importance. Uh, and I like the way they kind of got announced. I'm pretty sure it got announced uh, like the rookies yeah, first. Yeah. Then, yeah. So first up, I'll go with the Pro Football Hall of Fame class for 2023. Yeah. So the uh, confirmed entries are going to be Rodney Barber, Darrell Revis, Joe Thomas, and Zach Thomas, Demarcus Ware, and then Don Coriel as a coach, and then Chuck Halley, Joe Kletko, and Ken Riley as seniors. I don't know what seniors means, so I just put seniors. You know, the the, the upper upperclassmen. <laughs> the just li- the wily vets. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, very pumped about our boy. Mm-hmm. Durrell. Yeah. Durrell and, uh, uh, I did see that Pitt for all the haters of Pitt out there, we are still like number two or three uh, most Hall of Famers out of a single college. Yeah, just throwing that out there. Maybe four. Dude, but, and not only that, like the best at their position a lot of times. Like Durrell oh, yeah. Revis is one of the top corners of all time. I'd say absolutely. That's Aaron Donald, cool. one of the best defensive ends of all time. Dan Marino. Dan Marino, one of the best quarterbacks of all Tony time. Tony Dorsett. Tony Dorsett, one of the best, yeah. Running back. They do it's like it's just everyone is. Larry Fitz. 
Larry Fitzgerald. I mean, maybe yeah. not all time, but you know, he's a, a easily legend. upper echelon and was top of the league for many years. Yeah, I, I so I did Hall see. I also saw a tweet whenever I saw like all the stuff about Pitt being all these Hall of Famers. I also saw a quote. She's like, "And let us not forget how many we have still to coming down the pipeline." And like, can he pick it? Can he? That, he was on the list of the per, this person listed. It, he was on the list. It was like it be, he said Larry Fitz. He said Aaron Donald. He said mm-hmm. um, Tom he, Savage. Yeah, he had <laughs> he had one more. Penis Nathan Peterman. Tina Siri. Tina Siri. Uh, no, Peter Palco, for sure. Palco for sure. <laughs> so, yeah, but regardless. Dude, I remember like old Madden games. I would always get those quarterbacks just for shits and gigs. Oh, yeah. Like to. old like fancy drafts when I like need my backup. I'm like, all right, let's get Tyler Palco in here, man. Why not? I might as well. <laughs> uh, wait, can I can I tangent out, out of football real quick? Yeah, yeah. Some actually don't have to talk. How the fuck is pit basketball not ranked? That's ridiculous. Um, that is bullshit. Yeah, they've been playing out of their minds. Dude, we are like we are. I think either number one or tied for number one in the ACC right now. Um, Miami is ranked. We're, we're ranked at least. I don't know if they are the most recent one, and we never were. And like, there's it, there's so many people in the uh, uh, top twenty five ahead of us that our record's ten times better than and then we beat. Like UConn has eight seven losses in the Big East. The Big East fucking sucks. <laughs> like it's ridiculous. I don't get this. It's. I, I just wanted to tangent about that. But sorry, I just wanted to tangent about that. Oh man. But um, then we kind of already mentioned this, but Walter Payton, Man of the Year, went to Dak Prescott. He got subsequently booed by the entire Eagles fan base. It's so funny. <laughs> uh, and then the moment of the year. I don't know. This is on there. I figured I'd throw it in there. But Justin Jefferson's catch versus the Bills. Um. I mainly wanted to put this on here because how was it not George Pickens catch against the Browns? Mm-hmm. I I saw on Twitter a bunch of that. Mm-hmm. So, um, real quick, the only teams that only schools that have more Hall of Famers than us is Notre Dame, South uh, USC, Michigan, and Ohio State. That's crazy. Yeah, like it's it. crazy. That's like it. all those like kind of schools with those budgets, and then it's like Pitt. That's <laughs> then, then it's a, a, a school that was deemed a basketball school for many years there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, then the rookies. So the offensive rookie of the year goes to wide receiver Garrett Wilson of the Jets. Mm-hmm. And defensive rookie of the year goes to cornerback Sauce Gardner of the Jets. The Jets. There's a bunch of rookies out here. I love it. I, I'm, I'm kind of shocked that Garrett Wilson won it, but I'm very happy that he won it at the same time. Mainly because I think Brees Hall would have won it had he stayed healthy the whole year. So I'm glad, dude. The Jet, the Jets draft last year was so phenomenal. Like it's it is just, so good. It we're a quarterback away. If we can get a fucking serviceable quarterback, Derek Carr, Derek Carr, I will be jumping for joy. Absolutely. I would that, that was that was not a me joking. That's a absolutely. No, I would love to have Derek Carr. Honestly. Mm-hmm. Um. I do I I do think though um Kenneth Walker could have gotten offensive rookie of the year. I I do agree with that. I, that's who I thought was going to get it. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean I, I, I think Garrett Wilson was great obviously. Mm-hmm. I'm not, he was. I take it away from him but I I thought it was going to be Kenneth Walker. Mhm. And then uh defensive player of the year, we have Nick Bosa on the 49ers. Very deserving, very deserving. Uh I think Micah fell off a little bit near the second half of the season if he didn't. Yeah. He yeah. would have gotten I mean, it but He'll he'll be one of those guys that's always in the conversation. This is him missing it. First time <clears throat> TJ missed it. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's going to get it. Then offensive player of the year and a surprising, surprising twist went to Justin Jefferson. I love it. I mean, this is your take. I'm just recycling it, but I love whatever it's not. I, it, it should never be a quarterback. Mm-hmm. I agree. MVP is always going to be quarterback, so mm-hmm. why don't you give offensive player of the year to someone like this? The best that being said, I thought Jalen Hurts was for sure going to win this. Yeah. But not that I was like pulling for it, but I just thought that's how they would vote. Yeah. You know, um, comeback player of the year. He's writing back. Geno Smith. Very deserving. Very deserving. I thought it was going to be Saquon because he was hurt last year. but mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. If it wasn't Geno, it was Saquon. But Geno Smith, I mean, he was he had I think he had like a one if not the best one of the best QBRs throughout the entire season. Mm. And I mean just it on a team where he wasn't expected to do diddly shit and they ended up like being a playoff team for a long standing time there. Did they did they sneak in? No, they were the last team eliminated from the NFC. Uh, okay, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So like they were yeah. so close to getting in and we thought they were gonna be the worst team in the league at one point. So yeah, yeah. No, we we almost did our uh, Houston. We have a spread on Seattle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was uh, that was a close one. Spreadless we, in we, Seattle. We did call the right. We did one. call the right team in the end there. Yeah. Even though the even though the Bears did get the number one pick, I think we called the right team with the Texans. Well, they only got two wins, so like yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Spreadless in Seattle would have been a nice one though. Wow. <laughs> you, you got put a pin in that. Put a pin in yeah, that. I know, yeah, I know. definitely. Um, we got We got to do that one year. That's oh, that's awesome. Uh, the uh the best though uh the best thing about the comeback player of the year so I preseason put Brian Robinson because he got shot yeah yeah uh Fanduel was nice enough to refund me that money really because the NFL didn't take that in consideration for the comeback player of the year so they, oh. so they voided it Fanduel voided that bet so they just gave my money back I put on it so that's very nice of them that's nice yeah they, they didn't have to do that. <laughs> Then uh, coach of the year, Brian Dable of the Giants. Yeah. Very smart. well deserving, I think. Um, I was kind of surprised it didn't go to Sirianni. Yeah, I I, I think it went to the right person, but yeah. I, I did too. I did too. Again, kind of like uh, Justin Jefferson. I thought they were going to vote another way, mm-hmm. but I'm glad it went to uh, Brian Dable because he did the most with the least. You know, yeah, see, Sirianni brought a team to Super Bowl number one seed, but they, everyone expected that. Well, preseason, preseason, the, the Eagles were one of the favorites coming out of the NFC. So, like the yeah. Giants, everyone thought we were going to be missed a playoff, mm-hmm. high pick team, and they ended up yeah. Making Danny the Jones gets traded like halfway through the year, yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, dude, the dude, the dude unlocked Daniel Jones. He did. He did. He yeah. he 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 upgraded the fuck out of him. So like. Mm-hmm. I think it's a good call at the end of the day. Then, of course, MVP went to uh, Patrick Mahomes. Again, well-deserving. I mean, he's the best quarterback throughout the entirety of the season. Didn't really have any staggering moments like uh, Josh Allen did. So Yeah, and Jalen Hurts would have got it if he didn't miss those games with the shoulder mm-hmm. injury. I think, yeah. personally, I think he would have got it. But yeah, the best ability is availability. Mm-hmm. All right, taking it over to the other headlines throughout the week. Uh, first up, Derek Carr has officially been released by the Raiders the day prior to him being guaranteed $40 million. As expected, but just kind of sucks. <laughs> yeah, $40 million. Just, it just kind of sucks how they throw that in there. <laughs> like, yeah, it sucks. 
Um, top four landing spots for Derek Carr are, like we mentioned, the Jets, uh, then the Saints, the Panthers, and the Titans. So personally, and probably biasly, I see him going to the Jets there. Um, but I'd also throw in the Bucks into that mix. They, The website I looked up on NFL.com, they uh, didn't have the Bucks on that list, but I'd put the Bucks on that list, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I I mean, well, how can you not? They don't they they have a very good team with no mm-hmm. quarterback right now. I mean, yeah. It's kind of a no mm-hmm. no brainer. Then uh coaching carousel for the NFL. Um so after the Super Bowl, the Cardinals ended up hiring Eagles defensive coordinator the defensive coordinator Jonathan Gannon as their next head coach. There's a little video that circulated of him like entering the facility and greeting Kyler Murray. Um and then Kyler Murray's like, all right, I'm going to go play some COD. I'll talk to you later. <laughs> then uh, the Colts went out and hired Eagles offensive coordinator Shane Steichen as their next head coach. So just a really tough week for Eagles fans. They lost both their coordinators and the Super, and Bowl. Super Bowl. Yeah, that's tough. Um, then following the Super Bowl, Chiefs backup quarterback uh, Chad Henn, longtime journeyman of the NFL, announced his retirement. Henny. Oh, Henny, yeah, I guess. Henny. It's Henny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's... I, I always liked him. He he has the ideal career. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Also, after the win uh, in the Super Bowl, Andy Reid verbally stated that he will be, quote, hanging around as the Chiefs head coach. Makes sense. Might yeah, as well. So there's speculation he might step back with his family uh, situations going on, but it looks like he'll be remaining the coach. Yeah, how about them Chiefs? <laughs> <laughs> then the uh, Packers are apparently open to trading quarterback Aaron Rodgers if he does not want to remain with the team. Um, Aaron Jones, the running back, already kind of started going on social media, pumping up quarterback Jordan Love, saying the like, oh, yeah, like he's ready to go. He's locked in kind of like things. <laughs> but I, don't like, know. I feel like we've seen the best of Jordan Love already. I don't, I don't think he's going to pan out. Me either. I don't think so either. I, I, I looking, just don't see it. In him. I'm looking something up right now. I did see earlier. Like a post where it's like a great possibility is for like new teams next season. I just want to go through my thought of that mm-hmm. again. Sorry. No, you're good. You're good. Oh, I got him. Okay. So it's um, ideal fantasy football landing spots. These players all could be on new teams next season. So where's the best team to be? Uh, this has Lamar Jackson in Atlanta. Wow. That'd be great. That'd be sick. That would be kind of cool. That'd be sick just to see someone in a Falcons jersey running around like Vic used to. Because like, it's yeah. one players. Rodgers to the Jets. Um, D-Hop to the Rams. Imagine D-Hop and Cooper. That, that would be that's pretty insane. good, yeah. Yeah, that'd be sick. Um, there, This one has Aaron. This made me think of it. Aaron Jones getting traded, too, if they trade, uh, what's it called? And they have Aaron Jones going to the Dolphins. That'd be good. Another running back for Miami. Yeah. Teddy Pollard to the Panthers. I like that. That's a smart move. This one, uh, Jacoby Myers to the Chiefs. I don't really understand why that one's to the Chiefs. It, uh, okay, it makes. I get that. Yeah. Yeah, but it's like all these other players are like good players, and it's Jacoby Myers. Yeah, uh, I mean, they they love to like hype up some of these like receivers sometimes. Yeah. That just aren't worth a damn. <laughs> no, yeah. And this last one actually makes a lot of sense, and that should happen. Honestly, if I'm a GM here, um, Alexander Madison, uh goes starting running back for the bills because I, I like mean, that 
I think Madison's good enough to be a starter. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, he's very good whenever Dalvin Cook's hurt, which is like, like consistently when Dalvin Cook's hurt, he's good. Yeah. So mm-hmm. you throw him, and the Bills never really had this team. Really needs a running back. Yeah. So like, it, it's to the point like if I was a Vikings fan and I and I see Dalvin Cook go down, I'm not really worried. Zero worries. Especially with like Dalvin Cook of late, you know. Ugh. Maybe like three years ago, Dalvin Cook, I'd be a little bit worried, but like now, yeah, yeah, Matt, yeah. Mattinson's just good enough. Oh, he's great. Yeah. Then uh. Last thing I had here with the win on Sunday, Patrick Mahomes became the 11th player to win the MVP and the Super Bowl in the same season. Trivia. Trivia. Who's the last one to do it? Can you name five of the 10 before Mahomes? See, I, I know the last one who did it. I, I, that's that's I, I was I'm hoping. comfortable giving you hints. I will, I will I, say. Kurt Warner is the last one to do it in 1998. 99, but you are correct. Yeah. I'll give you that point. Yeah, that's what I was hoping. When you started reading off that stat, that's what I was hoping you thought it was because I did just read that. I'm like, dude, this is sick. Yeah. Uh, I will give you a hint. You did name one of these players today. Dan, no. He didn't win. Um, it's a running back. Tell you we're set? Nah. <sighs> just focus on quarterbacks, though, to get the win. Terrell Davis. Yeah, Terrell Davis. That's a three-touchdown one. That's just mm-hmm. right Terrell 1998, Davis. the Broncos. Yeah. I have a feeling Joe Montana's one. Joe Montana is one in 1989. Yeah. Uh, so you got three. You need two more. Uh, Elway? No. I thought that was a good one. I thought that was a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, was Aikman ever? Nope. Um, Albach? No. Uh, like these are like the quarterback, like yeah, like big name. Lars, oh Terry Bradshaw, yeah. I'd never thought he won. Nineteen seventy-eight. No, I never thought he'd won MVP. Um. All right. Well, I need to hit for the last one too. Yeah. So. With the last First one. one to do it, Bart Starr in 1966. Okay. Okay. Then Terry Bradshaw in 78. Mark Mosley. Didn't think you'd ever get that one. I wouldn't have either in 1982. Lawrence Taylor in 1986. Yeah, I was only thinking defense. Mm-hmm. No, I got. I, I was gonna like throw in like there's one defender, but I was like, hey, you if, if you would if you would have said that, I would have got LT. Yeah, yeah. Uh, then Joe Montana, like you said, in 89. Emmett Smith in 1993. Steve Young in 94. Brett Favre in 96. And then, like you said, Terrell Davis in 98 and Kurt Warner in 99. I'm not kidding. Steve Young was in my head the entire time. But mm-hmm. I said, I can't go Joe Montana and Steve Young. I, I thought you'd get Brett Favre or Steve Young. No, Steve Young was not no joke in my head the entire time. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I just I just kept talking myself out of it. And I didn't say it out loud. Yeah, I just like, think it's crazy how, like, nobody's oh. done it since the 90s. I could have got it. I could have got it. I had Steve Young. Oh, no, it is crazy. I mean, and that's crazy to think that Kurt Warner was the last one to do it. And it's crazy. It's crazy to me mainly because like we've had Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, like, yes. <laughs> Big that's Ben. Why, it's crazy that Tom Brady never did it. That's crazy yeah, yeah. Brady Even Peyton Manning too, honestly. I mean, he has two Super Bowls, so I mean, yeah, he could have won MVP those years. Yeah, but like just, few, just like pure volume that Brady, yeah. that Brady had seven titles. Mm-hmm. The fact he never did. Didn't did he win MVP that year? The Broncos went to the Super Bowl and got killed by the Legion of Boom. 
I wonder because that was probably his best. That was obviously his best chance. Because he wasn't MVP of the year of the Colts, I believe, when the Colts won. Yeah, so Tom Brady won MVP in two, uh, 7, 10, and 17. Okay. So, Was one of those the Giants' loss? Probably. I do one at a time here. Super Bowl in 2007 was the Colts' Bears. Uh, okay. That's so that's what, that was... That's one right after... Super Bowl 40. Is that Super Bowl 41? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 2010, was that us? Was that when we beat the Cardinals? 2010, that was... Or was that 09? That's 09. Was... So that 09. was... Yeah, 2010 was the... Uh, uh, the Saints. The Packers. Yeah, yeah uh, 2010 was the Saints beating oh. the Colts. Oh, yeah, 2012 was the Packers and Steelers. Yes. Yes. And 2017 was... That might have been the Niners. This one's saying that's the was a twenty-eight to three Patriots victory. Oh, oh, uh, was that the Rams? No, that's the Falcons one. Oh, oh, I thought you said uh, okay, twenty-eight to three. That's what you meant. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. This is yeah. So what was that stat then? It was Super Bowl MVP and MVP. And MVP, yeah. So that year, that was Edelman was the MVP of the Falcons, one, right? No, they mean MVP of the season and Super Bowl winner. MVP. And uh, a winner's MVP because this one's saying he won in 2017 and this to win the Super Bowl and win the MVP of the season. Oh, then the 2017 one might be wrong because it says that it said that Tom Brady won 2017 MVP and it's also saying he won 2017 Super Bowl, but it must be. I bet that the Super Bowl, I, I bet the year is just off. So I bet okay. it's the 2016 Super Bowl, and I bet that's that was the Broncos Panthers. Gotcha. That makes but sense. uh, that's all I got for NFL. Anything last last takes on the season? Year in memoriam. Um, I mean the Lurs are gonna win the AFC North next year. So depending, okay. I think for sure playoffs. I think six, seven seed playoff. I'm thinking number seven. Number seven seed? No, number seven Super Bowl. Oh. I mean, I, I, I won't count it out yet, but I. it kind of depends on me where if Lamar Jackson stays or goes. Because he leaves, say- that's two free wins against Baltimore, depending on who goes there. Yeah. Tyler Huntley stayed. They were out of Tyler Huntley. Um, mm-hmm. Let's just say I I wrote down the answer to that trivia question because we're going to ask the same trivia question next year whenever Kenny Pickett wins MVP and Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's take it over to NBA with a good friend, Connor Pascarelli. Yeah, yeah. Later, he gets the rebound, passes it to the man, shoots it, and boom goes the dynamite. All right. NBA this week, uh, we're doing something a little different. We actually have a guest on, first-time guest, Connor Pascarelli. Connor, do you have like a radio name or anything? You just want to be <laughs> your name? Uh, you know what? I don't. Uh, I do a lot of talking about sports, but my first time on a podcast. So uh, I guess we can come up with one before I get off. Well, how about how about uh, <laughs> Brawny, Brawny Pascarelli? <laughs> All right, I'll take it. Um, no, yeah, Connie no, so you- Pascarelli. 
Connie. Cause it's like, yeah, it's like, it's like LeBron James Jr. here. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So, so just for those listening, Connor uh, is one of my buddies from high school. Um, big time LeBron fan, big time. I mean, you like basketball in general, but LeBron's your main focus for the NBA. Um, he loves talking sports in general. So we'll probably have him on for other sports in the future too. I just thought this is a really good time considering what happened last week to have LeBron's <laughs> biggest fan on the pod to kind of just talk some basketball. So Connor, thanks for coming on. Do you have anything you want to say? No, thanks for having me, man. Uh, like I said, this is my first time on the podcast. Uh, so uh, it's something I've wanted to do for a while. So thanks for having me. Absolutely. Yeah, I know you love sure. talking. You love talking sports, any sport. So I'm, I'm glad to have you on finally. It's, I thought this is a good first one to jump on to. Um, maybe next time it won't be on Zoom, but on Skype, rather. <laughs> I also realized the second there, I just said, Connor, do you have anything to say? And he thanked us for having him on. And I felt like I just feel like a dick now. I, that's not. <laughs> <laughs> Connor, use your magic words. What do you say? <laughs> um. All right, no, yeah, so I have a couple points here for uh, Connor to kind of talk about before we get into it, but Connor, we'll just start off with your boy, LeBron. We mentioned it last pod, uh, me and Guy, but LeBron did break Kareem's record, so what, what, just, what are your initial thoughts about it? What, what, were you, what, you, what do you got to say about it? So my initial thoughts, my first thought was, what is this going to do with the GOAT debate? Obviously, everyone likes to talk LeBron versus Jordan. I'm as guilty as, it, as anyone, but... The more I think about it, the more I think I've realized I don't think it's going to matter because I think if you're on the side that LeBron is the GOAT, you've already been on that side. And if you're on the side Jordan's the GOAT, then nothing LeBron does is going to change that. So, so I don't think that it's going to have any sort of impact that way. Obviously, historically, it's going to have a huge impact. Um, but it was it was cool to see, man. It was, uh, like you said, I'm a big LeBron guy, so I've seen all the big moments in his career, and that one was... Um, maybe outside of his, the first title that he got in Miami and the one he got in Cleveland, I would rank that breaking the scoring record, um, right up there with those. So it was, it was an awesome moment for sure. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah, guy, we kind of talked about it already, but we, we, me guy are also, we've always been since the beginning of the pod. We have been probably before the pod too. We've been, Le- we're LeBron guys. Mm-hmm. So you're, yeah. you're, you're amongst friends here with this on the LeBron <laughs> MJ debate. And uh, that's why I. If you weren't LeBron guys, I couldn't come along. <laughs> I should have. What if like you just see like your your computer starts spinning and then a fourth person enters the chat and it's just the biggest like Jordan guy ever? And it's <laughs> it, this it, little it crap. This is just you a trap to get you on. What's funny to me about Jordan fans is I'm all for the the debate. I you know me, Ryan. You and I have been talking sports since for ten years. I love talking sports. I don't care who you think is better. But what makes me laugh about Jordan fans, if I can get off into a tangent here, is. If you say to them, well, tell me why you think he's the best, they'll say championships. It's like, okay, well, then he's not the best because Bill Russell is. Okay, well, it's not championships, it's statistics. Okay, well, LeBron blows him away in every major category statistically, so it's not. Okay, so it's not that. Uh, It's the era he played in. Okay, well, if you look at the teams that he played in the finals and the teams LeBron has played in the finals, there's, there's no comparison. And then they start saying things like, well, just trust me. It's just, you know, just the eye test. Just trust me. And that is when you know you have them. Because that means I can't give you a reason. So I'm just going to say trust me. That's awesome. I'm going to I'm gonna have to, I have to clip that. I'm going to definitely clip that. <laughs> the cop out, yeah. No, that's, that's a very good way to put that debate to rest, honestly. I mean, I've, I always was under the impression that sports is ever-evolving. So, like, yes, Jordan was the best for so many years. 
But like records that are being broken, like players are getting better and better, and they're playing younger. So they're it's just everyone's gonna be better. Like from this point, like from everyone average, the average current player is better than the average player in the nineties. That's just a fact. Because everyone's getting right. better, and it's and you can argue it's because they're learning from the past generations. But yeah, everyone just gets better. LeBron is now the goat. Doesn't mean LeBron's gonna be the goat maybe forty years. What if someone else comes? What if this Victor? Victor from France, his last name, Super Wamabignani or whatever. Well, if he comes and he just starts breaking all LeBron's records and kills it for – and does what LeBron's doing, 30, pl- 30 points a game when you're 38 and stuff like that, then he's the go, you know? it's Everything's that, always changing. That dude – yeah, people – that is another thing. They like to hold on to things, and I think it's just – it's in, it's embedded in everybody's head that MJ is the GOAT and nothing's going to change that. And I think a huge part of that actually is because of the shoes. I love Air Jordan. Like, I, the brand is awesome. But I think if for some reason people tie it in with, like, if I say Jordan's not the GOAT, then the brand isn't what it is, and they get very defensive about that. And to your point about Victor, I've watched highlights. So I've never seen him play in a game, but I've seen highlights. The guy is – he looks like a like a person that you create in 2K and just give him, like, all the skills. It's unbelievable. <laughs> He's insane, dude. I, I, me and Guy were talking about it, uh, like a year or two ago, because he went viral when he was 16 for beating Rudy Gobert in one on one. When he was mm-hmm. 16, and Rudy Gobert is just coming off his back to back defensive player of the years, and it's like this dude just scolding this guy. And I think we talked about it then, and me and Guy are like, that's wild. And now, like, he's coming back in the the full because he's obviously getting drafted this year. Um, so it's he's gonna be insane, man. I don't know. He's great. Um, yeah, he's going to be fun. Yeah. So I have another. So this kind of leads me to the second one I had for Connor. Um, I, I did see your tweet last week calling the new Air movie, Matt Damon, uh, Ben Affleck movie, uh, MJ Propaganda. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so so you got, it's funny because I was going to bring that up, and then you just kind of brought it up yourself. Talking about how, how Air Jordan kind of ties in with uh, MJ's basketball legacy. Um, and it's and it, it's just, it's just, I just read that, and I just said, I. I rolled my eyes on a laughing matter when I read that, and I just said, it's Connor. <laughs> hear, hear me out here, okay? So The Last Dance came out, and I loved it. That was during COVID. I'm, you know, all I do all day is sports. So, yeah, I watched every – I was glued to my TV like the rest of America. But that footage existed for, like, 20 years prior to being used. And then the day after LeBron wins the championship in Cleveland and people are starting to have real debates about him being the GOAT, all of a sudden, Michael Jordan remembered that that that, that was sitting there and greenlit the project to have that happen. And now, coincidentally, right as LeBron breaks the scoring record, bam, we get a movie about Michael Jordan. And on top of that, the day... <laughs> Like the day before or the day after or something, it was like right around the time that he was breaking the record. ESPN tried to do now Kyrie Irving ruined it with his trade request, but he, they tried to do wall to wall coverage on Michael Jordan's career. We, I was like, what? What is happening? Did I, I go see the movie? I'm sure I'll love it. I'm sure it's well done. But the 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 shield that has been put around this guy is fascinating to me. Yeah, it really is. That's funny though. I, I thought I thought that's hilarious. <laughs> um, yeah. I I cannot. It's it's like one of my favorite topics. It, it's like nothing else in sports. You got to make one of those uh like a TikTok for like one of those conspiracy TikToks with it's like that music in the background like <laughs> dun 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 whatever that music is, and you just have to lay out everything you just said. 
Like, <laughs> like, why is the media sh- hiding us from LeBron's greatness? And it's just like, it's like all that stuff. Um, this is this is this was gonna be a headline, but I figured since we're gonna be talking about LeBron in the front, I just want to throw it in there. I listen to uh, the Pat Bev podcast every week, and mm-hmm. he like said, I I pretty sure like it was, he said it casually in conversation, but. I'm, I'm pretty sure he just confirmed that LeBron was going to try to do the sky hook for the the beaten Kareem. But that play, if you watch, he got double teamed. So he literally started, he, like LeBron told Pat after the game or something like that, that he was uh, all prepared to do the sky hook to try to break Kareem's record with his move. Um, but yeah, they doubled down on him. So he had to do the shot he took instead. But uh, I thought that, I mean, that's like a fan theory going into it, like, oh, he got to do that. That's like what everyone wanted to happen. And LeBron was trying to do that. Pat Beverly said it, so it must be true. So yeah, that's an interesting, and I, I want to get your guys' takes on this. Their relationship has been rocky since for at least five years or so. So to do the sky hook, like if he would have done, let's say he did the sky hook and hit it, and that's how he broke the record. Would you have taken that more as a... I'm paying homage to Kareem, like trying to fix it or like a sort of like rubbing it in your face. Like, Hey, I broke your record with your own move. Guy. I think, I think it's cocky. I think you tell the media it's honoring him. It's an homage, but it's like secretly like, yeah, fuck you. I just did it with your own move. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, that's, that's what I was going to say too. It's like, you can definitely say it's, you could say it's to honor him, mm-hmm. but it's like it, it's it's would be very cocky. Uh, it's like you can give uh, a pig a lipstick. You could put lipstick on a pig and still a pig. Like <laughs> you could you could you could say that wasn't cocky. That was to pay homage, uh, but it's still cocky regardless of whatever you say. Yeah, it's, it's cocky. So I'm glad. I'm kind of glad he didn't do it. I'm also glad he didn't do it. In fact, I'm glad he did it. I either wanted him to do it with the fadeaway like he did because he's hit that shot a million times or like a thunder, like, you know, breakaway thunder dunk would have been cool. Um, just because mm-hmm. they own for, but I'm glad he didn't do it with the hook, with the sky hook. Yeah. What, what do you think would be more disrespectful? Obviously one's for cream. One's not the, the doing the sky hook to beat cream or the, uh, do some crazy ass, like windmill between the legs dunk for it. And like a fast break. <laughs> Uh, what do I think would have been more disrespectful to Kareem? No, no, no well, one's disrespectful to Kareem. One's just disrespectful for like the entire reposing team, and just that just looks bad. <laughs> uh, I don't. What do you think is more? What, what looks I worse, rather? What looks? I mean, for me, it would have been worse with him doing it with the skyhook because then it's like it's not like his moment. It's beyond being disrespectful to Kareem because I agree with you too. I think he would have said it was paying homage, but I don't think that's how he would have meant it. Um, I, that it wouldn't have been his moment. And I feel like when things, when you're, when you're, when you're at the top of such a high mountain that people didn't think you were going to get to, get to, you don't want it. Like, yeah, you kind of want it to be tied to cream in the moment. So we can all enjoy that as basketball fans, but 30, 40 years from now, you want your moment. You don't want it, it to be tied to someone else. So and that's not just for him, but I think just for the game of basketball, it's good that he has his own moment. Everybody has the picture of him, you know, hitting the elbow jumper, and we're done with it. I don't know. So I don't know if that really answered your question, but I'm glad he did it that way. Um, yeah, they didn't answer my question because my question didn't really make sense. So just ignore my question. <laughs> um, it would have 
disrespectful to the moment for him to do with the sky, but put it that way. Yeah. All right. So the last thing I really have for you just before that is kind of what you, we can kind of actually pin. I'll say what I'm saying is, but we'll pin it in later for later. We'll put a pin it for later. I was going to ask if, what do you think about the Lakers this year? Um, like the current situation they're in, but we're going to get into the kind of midway in review. So we can kind of talk about it there instead. Um, all right. Let's take it into our regular scheduled program. We have uh, starting off instead of the power rankings, like I said, we will be doing the uh, midseason review. So that's kind of taking place because I figured why well, do power rankings whenever we're just going to be saying the same thing for these teams whenever they come up on the review. So let's not do that. Um, all right. Players of the week. The NBA released the players of the week this week and it from the West. It was SGA. He had 31.3 points, 6.3 assists, and he shot 57.1 from the field. And then from the East, we have Derek White, 24.5 points, 7.5 assists, 4.8 rebounds, and the Celtics went 4-0. Um, SGA's a beast. Yeah, dude. <laughs> the acronym. I love it. Yeah. yeah. And Derek the, White, too. That's like a surprising face to see there. I know. I know. I agree. I, I haven't barely been paying attention all week because I've been more focused on Super Bowl stuff. So I haven't been watching the regular season games this week, but like I was very shocked seeing Derek White because I feel like he has been very like average off the bench the rest of the mm-hmm. year, the whole year so far. But I guess he's been starting now because Marcus Smart has been out hurt for the last couple weeks. Yeah, so it makes sense. More minutes, he does better. So that's nice. I mean, he was sweet in, in San Antonio, so I, I I knew he had that kind of stuff in him, but still, SGA though, no, SGA's a man. Connor for uh, since you might not know. Uh, the pod for the last two years, we've been really, really harping on like uh, Triple J from Memphis and SGA from the Thunder. Just like, dude, they're sleepers. Everyone look out for them. And now SGA is kind of really having like, an MVP level season, and it's sick. And then meanwhile, Triple J is like having a Defensive Player of the Year season. So it's really coming mm-hmm. up acronyms this this year. This is a smart show. This is you know this is not just you know you guys, <laughs> it's a very smart show. Yeah, we have obviously. credibility behind us. A bit. <laughs> obviously, you know what you're talking about. You had me on. No, I'm just um, <laughs> no SGA, man. Uh, so he's been one that I've kind of followed for, for a while just because he was in L.A. with the Clippers for a while. And then it's I had a, I always knew he would be good. I never knew he would be what he is now. He gets mm-hmm. a ton of credit for, for putting the work in and doing what he's doing. A lot of guys, I think, when they when he ended up where he's at a lot of guys could have, you know, you could have solved, you could have been upset. You could have been, I think he took it as like, Hey, I'm going to just get, you know, I'm going to keep working, get better. And, and, you know, eventually get to where I want to go. But I give him a ton of credit. Cause I didn't think he had this in him. Yeah. yeah I can't wait to see him go to a new team. Thunder yeah. are going to ruin his career, but, but, but probably not. Dude, Thunder have so many young studs right now. They There's, do. They do. They're just not ready yet. There's like a, a year or two of more experience and they'll be fine, in my opinion. I feel like every time they get close, they just like are like, all right, we're going to get some draft picks and start rebuilding. Yeah, that's true. That's true, too. I feel like they're cold yeah. Them and Utah really love the draft picks. The the seventh mm-hmm. grader to be later that they are going to get, like, you know, it's yeah. uh, it's, <laughs> and it's kind of fun. Like, I just, I love, which by the way, shout out to Utah for getting five first round, four first round picks in a number one player for Rudy Gobert. We'll, we'll talk about that. <laughs> that Lord, was that awful. 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 It's a terrible trade. Awful. <laughs> and it ruined the NBA for like, what, several months after that? Because everyone was like, 
oh well Fruga <laughs> Bear got that like well, I got fucking Pat if, Bev he's worth two first right like, yeah <laughs> and that and I I solely think that's why a KD deal during the summer never happened because Rudy Gobert just made the market insane for himself and so then now Kate the the Nets are saying well we have Kevin Durant who's ten times better than Rudy Gobert so if he's getting four we got to get like eight <laughs> and so i think that's why the trade had to wait till the deadline instead of doing it during the summer it's because rudy gobert like connor said kind of screwed the whole market <laughs> could you imagine was, eight first round picks for a player <laughs> he simultaneously rudy gobert is responsible for for the, the pain that i've gone through with the lakers this year because since he ruined the market the lakers two first round picks were viewed as like it's only two picks for that and so on one end i was like okay if they can trade rudy for five, maybe we can trade Russell Westbrook for like one and just have like three first round. No. And then it was like, okay, well now we we're gonna package those picks and him together. But when you're looking at five first round picks for Rudy Gobert, what are you gonna get for Russell Westbrook and two first round picks? So anyways, I personally blame Rudy Gobert if he ever hears this for the pain that I've gone through. So <laughs> mm. Uh yeah. Rudy Gobert sucks. I hate him. I, I'm I'm a part time <laughs> I'm a part time jazz man. My part-time jazz fan. He ruined it. Yeah, uh, by part-time, it, it, I was always a Heat fan. I wanted to have a Western Conference team. My family's Lakers fa- fa- family. I didn't like the Lakers because of Kobe. Um, and uh, so I just didn't have a team. And then I want to say 2011, 2012, I was playing uh, my 2K My Career. First, like 2K, whoever did first 2K I played, I did My Career, and the first thing that drafted me was the Jazz. So I was like, you know what? I'm Team Jazz all the way now. <laughs> I literally, I literally went to the lids. And I like bought a Jazz hat. <laughs> I had a Jazz. Hat. I bleed blue and yellow. Yeah, that's take note, baby. Take note. <laughs> yeah, but I, by part time, I mean, if they're not good, I don't care about them. Like right now, I I still get their alerts for all their scores and everything like that, but I haven't watched, sat down and attempted to like find a Utah Jazz stream once because I'd rather just use that for like by the t- my number one team, the team I actually care about. Right. Um. All right, let's get into the quick headlines uh, before we get into the trade deadline ones. Once again, uh, if you guys just want to if you want to talk about something a little more, we can. If you don't really have an opinion, we'll I'll just keep it moving. Um, free agent Marcus Aldridge is working out for the Mavs currently. Um, so Lamarcus hasn't played this year. I mean, he did like he did that retire thing where he unretired and then like mm-hmm. didn't fully re-retire, so he's still out there. And so now, after, yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So now that now there's now he's out there working out for for the Mavs. They'll probably sign him. They need depth. Yeah, I mean that's a solid ad considering like you know the pieces they added in the trade deadline mm-hmm. for a team that's trying to make a move to a contender category. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think uh, pretty much is what I was going to say is I think, you know, for a team like that, that that is going to be in the playoffs and is going to try to make a run, he can give you a cut. I don't I don't know what the situation is with his health, but if he's healthy, I mean, he's 30, what, 37, but he's missed like mm-hmm. the last two years. So it's not like he's been pounding on his body. So um, if he can stay healthy and, you know, he's good with with uh, with that whole thing, I'm sure he can give you some good minutes. Yeah, yeah, I think when he played on the Nets, he like had a couple of good games. Yeah, he, even though, in that short time he played, he's not Lamarcus Aldridge from Portland. He's not mm-hmm. even Lamarcus Aldridge when he got traded over to the where the Spurs. This is old man Lamarcus who retired, unretired, retired because of health, got cleared by a doctor, came out, played good minutes off the bench, but not significant minutes, and that's what you're going to get with the Mavericks. He's not. Is it going to make? 
a team from like a bubble team to a finals contender? No, but is it going to turn a finals contender into like a, all right, now you have a little bit more depth. Yes. That's really what the move is. It's not going to be like life changing for the Mavericks or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you, if he can give you like, a, like literally like 10 good minutes off the bench a game, that's worth it. It's worth signing them. Yeah. And if you think about it, a team offensively now that has Luca and Kyrie, the offense is not going to be their problem. Their problem is going to be defense and making sure that people are where they need to be. And he can help you with that. Even if he doesn't play, you know, 10 good minutes, like you said, would be great. But even if he's just a veteran guy on the bench, player coach, yeah, that can make sure that on rotations and things, everybody is where they need to be. That Mm -hmm. in itself helps them. Yeah, the, the, honestly, his experience is more valuable than his actual talent at this point. Like, kind of, that's like a different way of saying what you just said. I mean, Christian Wood is, you know, like he's gonna be able to play a lot of minutes when he's healthy. He's pretty solid, but when he, the little time he needs taken out, you put they're Aldridge in there, and he can, uh, yeah, like you said, he can be kind of be like the player coach for vet general. More of a, like Udonis Haslam type. Maybe play him a little more than Udonis has him, but like Udonis yeah, has him, sure. sit on the bench and let these let these young guys kind of like learn something from you. It's funny that you say that because that was the exact name that was going through my head when I was making that point. Yeah, no, I mean he's the definition of that guy. Like, we we I we we just keep signing him. I mean we we at a certain <laughs> point he's got. I I think he's, this is his last year and he's gonna immediately turn and just turn into a coach. Like I don't think mm-hmm. he's. I think he's retired from playing, but stay on that bench, just still stay in the facilities and stuff, because he's just going to be an assistant coach next year, I think. Because this is his 20th season, so he's he got to the club with Dirk and Kobe. He got all the same team 20 years, and he's not really playing. I think he just wanted to get to 20 years, and now he's going to retire. Does he? And I, I still watch a good amount of Heat games, um, but I don't typically watch until the very end if there's a blowout. Is, does he ever play? Like, does he no. ever get it? No, he, I mean, he, he, he got so what was it last year? Last year he got into one game at the end of the year. Maybe it was the year before. Yeah, I think it was 2021. He got in a game, uh, last game of the year, first game he got in there. He was in there for three minutes, scored six points, he got ejected for fighting Dwight Howard. I will. <laughs> yeah, but that's, last that's a good year, stat line. That's a great stat line. Yeah, yeah. fighting Dwayne Howard, that's always nice. Yeah, he, got, he literally was in for like three minutes, had three buckets, and then got ejected <laughs> for this screaming in Dwight Howard's face. I think that's the end. Of, that's like the 2021 season. Um, I I don't know. I'll, I'll tell my head how much he played this this so far this year. I'm actually looking it up right now as we talk because I did see him early on in a game, like early in the season, go in for like the last ten minutes from or like last five minutes rather. And I think my head. This is like kind of like early to see Udonis. Last year we didn't see him at all. So let's see what, what we got. Um, While you're looking that up, that's got to be the. He's got to have the best job in the world. He is on the team, makes some good money, doesn't really play, gets in here and there, runs up and down the court, has a little fun with the guys, and then it's like, all right, and we're done. So yeah, he's just like a big group hangout kind of for him that he gets paid for. That, mm-hmm. Because he gets so so he's he's get he gets scratched a lot. So this year he got scratched a lot, like healthy scratched or whatever. So he's not really on the active roster a lot. He's only active for three six games this year, and he's averaged seven minutes per those six games. Point five points per game, one point three <laughs> rebounds, shooting point zero eight three from the field. <laughs> ah, that's but tough. Point two blocks. I mean, he got at least one block or two blocks in those six games. Mm-hmm. The astonishing part of that stat line is that he averages seven minutes. I know. 
That's crazy. But it's only six <laughs> games. Over six games. No, what's crazy is I don't remember what game this is, but until the 2022-2023 game stats, he says he started one game. He started a game, it says. It's a game started <laughs> one. Well, I don't know what game he started. Maybe maybe it was like the opening game, and he, go, he was on for the tip, and they took him off. I don't know. But I love you, Don. I have... I, I'm on my go-to uh, jerseys I wear. I don't wear jerseys often anymore unless I'm like, on the beach or something like that. But the two Heat jerseys, I, th- the three current Heat jerseys I have is Jimmy Butler, Bam, but I also have Udonis. I wear that the most. It's a black Udonis Aslam jersey. I wear it all the time. That would be my go-to if I was. I'd, it would either be that or like a throwback D-Way jersey. Oh, I have those too. I have those. I just I didn't list that too. <laughs> I was listening to the actors. I have... Two of the Miami Vice D Wades, a regular black D Wade, and a D Wade Marquette, and I feel like there's another D Wade. Don't think so. I have four D Wades, I think. Marquette D Wade is my favorite one to wear, though. <laughs> I love that one. All right. Um, was that the Lamarcus Aldridge one? Yeah. Yeah. yeah big we tangents. Got- big time. <laughs> Connor, it's another thing. Uh, it's, it's why you might be bad for the pod because me and Guy already go on tangents, and I feel like you're just gonna keep bad <laughs> the tangents. And so, so it's, it's gonna be for it's gonna be like a two-hour NBA segment because Tangent City. <laughs> I, I, that's like one of my fears is like I'm gonna lead us on a thing that's gonna take up all the time. But I'm, I'm... <laughs> uh, it's okay. Well, I'll, I'll try to corral us back in, even though I'm one of the biggest ta- tangent offenders. Um, next, uh, so Connor, last week we kind of talked. We're gonna talk. About, the next, all the, the rest of the headlines pretty much are All Star Weekend stuff because it is All Star Weekend. Um, the we talked about the teams yesterday. I don't remember them. I have to pull them up. Back, up if we don't know them, but um, Zion, KD, and Steph officially rolled out of the game. Uh, they were replaced with Anthony Edwards, Pascal Siakam, and De'Aaron Fox. Um, guy, that's kind of what we said last week. The the three people that got snubbed the most from the mm-hmm. All Star game, we kind of listed were those three, and so now they're in. Yeah, that's how it usually goes with the injuries and things like that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, but they're very deserving. I'm big, big De'Aaron, De'Aaron Fox guy, so uh, I'm glad to see him get an all-star nod. I mean, they're playing great this year. Um, all right, so let's get into our three uh, all-star weekend events. The the Really, the only events people care about in the all-star weekend, uh, the skill challenge, the three-point, and the dunk. Um, first off with the skill. So for those who don't know who's in the skills competition, uh, this year we have team Antetokounmpo again. So we got Giannis and his two brothers as a team that they were last year as well. Um, the host city it's in Utah. So the jazz get a team. It's Jordan Clarkson, uh, Walker Kessler, who's having a pretty good year too. And Colin Sexton. Um, and then team rookie team rookies consisted of, uh, Paolo Boncaro, uh, Jaden Ivey and Jabari Smith Jr. So, who do you guys got? Mm. Go with Team Jazz. The chemistry. That's true. I, I'm pretty sure the uh, Atacumbas won last year. So, and mm. that probably is going to win. They're going to win every year, I think. I was going to say that a because they have Giannis, and what better chemistry can you have? They're brothers. So. That's true. I think they trump the. I think their chemistry trumps the Jazz chemistry. Probably. But maybe there's a falling out this week. Yeah, maybe there's a little feud at dinner. I'm gonna. I like that. I like that. Uh, I'm gonna give you honest credit. So LeBron, every year that he's picked the their All Star teams, he's won. I took a quick look at the teams before we jumped on here, and 
I don't know who's going to win the game, but Giannis did a much better job drafting than. Oh uh, yeah, the draft was. Yeah, I, I don't have the draft. Do you have the draft roster up? I'm uh, not up, but I can get it up. Hold on. Yeah, if you want to pull it up, I I can do it too. If you if you have to get out of the app to do it, I just what's it called? I for some reason figured they didn't draft them until Thursday during the TNT yeah. on Thursday. I can pull it up, but it will kick me out of the app. So I I'll, I'll do it. Don't worry, I got it. Um, all star draft. We'll talk about that the teams after. We'll do that the last one then. Um, all right, the next all star uh, event we have is the. I'm going to list the dunk contest because next, because even though that's technically last, I think that's less names that we, we will really know. Um, you got Kenyon Martin Jr. from the Rockets. You got Mac McClung, um, the guy I talked about uh, a couple weeks ago, guy. He's the uh, G Leaguer who's, mm-hmm. who's in the uh, Sixers. Actually, the Sixers just signed him to a two-way contract for the rest of the season. So I think technically they're, they're listing him as the Sixers for the rest of the season. Um, and then I'm seeing if. The teams are drafted yet. And I don't. Oh, I think I think they did. Anyway, um, then we got Trey Murphy the third from New Orleans Pelicans, and Jacaro, uh, Jericho Sims from the Knicks. I don't really know much much as people. Um, I said this on the pod a couple weeks ago though, uh, Connor. If you haven't heard this Mac kid, look up his highlights. He's nuts. He's nuts. So. Um, our friend of the pod, and he went to school with you too, Connor. You don't know him, uh, Con- uh, Cody Farkas. He he yeah. put me on to Mac. He he has been watching this Mac kid for years, and he put me on to him whenever they got announced. I was like, dude, that's crazy. Uh, I'm glad sw- you just said because I was about to tell you that I have I've for the last three or four years I've had no interest in the dunk contest whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Um, so at least watch. Yeah. Um. I'm having a tough time finding the, the teams here for the All Star for the All Star game for the draft. Here, I'll I'll mm-hmm. get out real quick and just read. I'll read it to you. Hold on. Okay. All right. Uh, here we go. All right. So LeBron has Embiid, Paul George, Shea Gilgis, uh, Tyrese Halliburton, Drew Holiday, Jaron Jackson, your guy. Uh, Damian Lillard, Markinen, Ja, Julius Randle, and Sabonis. And Team Giannis is Steph, Luke. Well, I guess this was pre injury, I guess. Yeah, but pre replacements. Yeah, yeah. So Steph, Luca, KD, who's out, Kyrie, uh, Jokic, Donovan Mitchell, Jason Tatum, Zion, Bam, Jalen Brown, and DeMar DeRozan. Hmm. Hmm. All right. I didn't say the team LeBron's better. I'm not be, I don't know. Did that what you said? No, no. I was saying in the past he's like he's oh. won every. Because I, I, I think Team Giannis. I, I think that Giannis seems a little bit better. Yeah, I mean Giannis yeah. and Joker on the same team right there. <laughs> That's insane. <laughs> That's insane. <laughs> I do that. He did a hell of a job. And he picked and he picked Bam Adebayo. I have to ride him, Team Giannis. <laughs> he has my guy on it. Um, uh, no, no, that's that. The, I, I, yeah, I didn't see that draft. That's I thought. Like I said I thought it would be tomorrow night. It'd be coming out. But I, what do you guys think? I, the guy, if we talk about the All Star game all, every year, but we don't really ever. Actually, let me finish this. Then we'll get into. I have a tangent. I have a tangent. <laughs> I was about to tangent. I, let me finish this before we start tangenting. Um, 
the judges for the dunk contest, we got Jamal Murray, Lisa Leslie, Carl Malone, Harold Miner, and uh, the human highlight reel, Dominique Wilkins. Um, okay. It's yeah. it's kind of sad that the, the judges, the names of the judges get me more excited than the names of the dunkers. Uh, <laughs> but I kind of made this point with Guy when we're talking about that Mac kid. Um, but I, I honestly don't hate not knowing who's in the dunk contest if they can dunk good. So, like, everyone's always like, why isn't John in it? Why can't we ever get LeBron in it? Why can't we ever get Zion in it? And, yeah, those big names who do explosive dunks during a game, they could be good. But I'd rather see some dude off the N1 mixtape street dunk contest who can do <laughs> absolute craziest stuff do it than someone who's, like, a bigger name, you know? So I, I, I'm cool with not knowing these guys if they are good dunkers. Like, that's what I'm, I'm more worried about that than not knowing their names. I so I kind of, I'm kind of falling in the middle there. If you can get me, I mean LeBron's not going to do it now, but if you can get me a Zion or a Jaw or somebody like that, I I would love it. If you're not going to get me that, if it's just going to be a bunch of random guy like NBA guys, then I'm with you. I would rather it be forget the NBA and we'll just bring in a bunch of street dunkers that do this stuff 24 hours a day, come up with some really cool stuff. Because frankly, I'm kind of tired of like I feel like the dunks are so recycled and like, yes, it's very cool that they can do it. And not every, you know, they're very talented and all that stuff. But ever since like Blake jumped over the Kia, that was like the last <laughs> one that I remember. Well, Damn, I forgot about that one. That, that, that one's great. <laughs> I think kind of the proof, the, the kind of to go towards my point where you can be known names that are good before Aaron Gordon and Zach Levine really made a name for themselves. They were like young guys in this. And those were back to back, like the two of the best dunk contests ever when it was like those two going like quadruple overtime, like back to back years. Mm -hmm. And they were no names really at the first time around. Like they were young rookies who are on bad teams. So they don't get a lot of media attention. So for a lot of people, myself included, they're kind of no names. You're right. I talked about those two, but you're right. Yeah. But yeah, you know what I mean? Like, so like they, they, they got people who could know how to dunk and do these dunk contests in a very entertaining way, but they didn't necessarily have to be the biggest names ever. So I, I'm cool with it if they're like like they like I said, this Mac McClung guy, he was in the G League. They just signed him to two year two way contract to be able to pull him up literally like this week. So when they announced him a couple weeks like a month ago, he was solely a G League guy. But they said, dude, this guy can really make the dunk contest entertaining, so let's let him participate, even though he technically shouldn't be able to um so i, I think that i think that's I, th I i'm i that's another event too even if i don't know anyone in it i'm gonna watch that every year if i don't watch it live i go on youtube the next morning and look up the, watch the highlights um I'm out, of, out of almost like obligation but now i'm kind of excited to, to watch this kid so yeah hopefully it doesn't hopefully all this hype just doesn't disappoint because if it does you blame cody farkas not me i was gonna say you'll be getting a text uh right after he gets done i'll forward it to cody <laughs> I'll, I'll give you Cody, i'll give you cody's number you can just text him directly and say hey I have, i'll throw us all in a group don't you worry <laughs> um all right uh who you guys take it for that the dunk contest can you martin mack uh mcclung trey murphy or uh jericho sims i mean i feel like i have to go with mcclung just because the hype behind him right now yeah i feel like you didn't really give us much of an option there i feel like i mm -hmm. just well, Kenya Martin is like the, probably the biggest name out of that. Yeah, that. but is Kenyon's name big because of Kenyon Martin or because his dad was like a decent NBA player for a very long time? Definitely, definitely the latter, but still. 
<laughs> this is a total tangent, but if you ever listen to Kenny Martin, the, his dad talk, he is the most interesting person to listen to talk. If, you, if you've never watched I've an interview. I've never listened to him talk once. I've never he, interesting like inflection in his voice it's, uh, it's like nothing i've ever heard but anyway i don't know that's a whole other tangent that's one other tangent i already forgot what tangent was my tangent was gonna be oh, i was looking forward to that hmm. going blank this is what happens with tangents they come and go real quick um and finally the last all-star weekend thing is uh the three-point contest we got anthony simmons um every time i say his name it's so weird to me <laughs> it's like yeah Anthony. it's like uh when it's timothy mosgoff i was like Dude, yeah I just sound like I, yeah. I i just sound like i'm a little kid trying to say anthony simmons <laughs> or, or timothy mosgoff anthony simmons uh jason tatum buddy healed uh tyrese halliburton laurie markinen kevin herter damian lillard tyler hero uh that is your field tyler hero damian lillard kevin herter laurie markinen tyrese halliburton buddy healed jason tatum anthony simmons who do you guys got in that? Well, is Simmons even participating? He's I know he he's like pretty he had a pretty bad injury the other day. He might be out, I think. He might be out by the time I saw I got this headline from like yesterday. So if he if he did happen last night, then he's probably out. Let me see. So yeah, I think he's a, well, I, I mean I would take Dame. I I don't think you can bet against Dame in that. I think you can. I think you it's gun hero. I have to. I have to. <laughs> I'd be a fraud if I didn't. Yeah, I'm going to pull for Hero, too. I, I love the loyalty to everything Miami, no matter what. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I blindly just follow. I mean, I not blindly. I just... Anything Spolstra says goes in my book. My everyday life. Speaking of a... Speak of a talk about a rise in the NBA ranks. What... Back in the day, everyone wanted to fire Spolster after every game that the Heat lost, and now people view him like as up there with Popovich. She kind of, kind of is probably one of the best active head coaches, top three no, probably. They, I, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Give him credit. I just remember like back in the day, it was like every time the Heat would lose, uh, fire Spolster every time. And that dude, and I, my my best thing with Spolstra, like my favorite thing, it's. Whenever we had LeBron and D-Wade and Bosch as that little trio, everyone said LeBron's really the coach. And, like, that's what every LeBron coach gets. But, yeah. like, mm-hmm. I love how Spo, Spo is trying to, like, like, kind of, like, shut all those people up by just still being a great coach. I mean, two years removed from LeBron leaving, we made the playoffs backward. Like, it was literally just D-Wade was left. An old man D-Wade played half the games, and Hassan Whiteside <laughs> was our other best player, and somehow we made it into the playoffs. Like, that, stuff like that just proved out how Spo is still, like, still, Spo just has it. Um, as of this morning, the NBA did tweet out Anthony Simmons on the graphic. Oh, so, okay. So he still might be in it. But that's also NBA India, so they might just be behind. <laughs> <laughs> that's the first thing I put. These sources. I, I, Dude, I literally just Google searched the 2023 All-Star three-point contest, and that's like the first thing that came up is NBA India. A whole lot of buckets with a rain emoji. I love that you started that off by saying the NBA tweeted and then said, no, actually, that was NBA India. Um, <laughs> it's, it's still the NBA. While you, while, you but look India. Up, while you look that up, and I don't want to lead us on too much of a tangent here, but... It's I'm also on NBA.com. It's also on NBA.com as of, as of 
uh, 12 hours ago. So that's that's also this okay. You reestablished. So, do you remember? And uh, I, I need to get your guys' thoughts on this. Do you guys remember after back in the day, after the Heat lost to the Spurs in the 20, what was that, 13, 14 uh, finals? Bosch was going to leave and go to Houston for a, he was going to sign a four year, $88 million deal. And the Heat, there were rumors that the Heat were going to get mellow, like prime mellow, to, to come in with LeBron and D Wade to make another run at it. I still contend that if that would have happened, LeBron and the Heat could have won like two more titles. And no one talks about it because none of it ever came to fruition. Bosch went back and LeBron ended up leaving and then. Mello, <clears throat> not obviously never played in Miami, but I think that would have been like there would not have been a more perfect fit than Mello and LeBron because LeBron didn't care about scoring. Mello could have done all the scoring, and D Wade with his knees could have, you know, he was you you could pretty much fit him in anything. So that never gets talked about, but I always think that they could have definitely made a run at some more championships. Yeah. So the thing about the Heat, Connor, is there's they have a lot of empty promises like that. <laughs> they, uh, there is. I could probably say in the last twelve years how many times that situations like that's like this could have been happening and this could have been like nuts. But yeah, they're always like have one foot in the door of any trade discussion <laughs> yeah. on a big game player. Dude, this offseason I thought we were going to get KD, Kyrie, and uh, Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell while keeping Tyler Hero, Bam, and Jimmy. Like that's really what. <laughs> that's what. That's what the, these these always rumors always put in my head, and it sucks. I've been on. A, I've been holding out that Joel Embiid was going to request a trade to come to Miami to play with Jimmy Butler for the last six years because every offseason there's always rumors and everyone always posts stuff like that. That being said, though, I do think that if that that was prob that was very close. And from everything I remember hearing about it, because obviously it's LeBron, Melo, D Wade are they're their boys. Um, mm-hmm. That would have been insane. That would have kept LeBron from leaving. That would have probably at least a whole, at least another three year contract. You know, two to three year contract because he's always been, he's always wanted to go back to Cleveland, regardless. But still, if you got this boy Melo in there, that's another run because also around that era, the the bot the Celtics kind of they they did that awful trade with Brooklyn they get rid of Paul Pearson um KG and restarted rebuilding then so that's that was a juggernaut gone mm-hmm. and the Pacers were a couple years removed like from Paul George leaving and Roy Hibbert just falling off the face of the earth with Lance <laughs> Stevenson so like the east would have been wide open for a team like that so that would have been they would have won the east every year easily I remember specifically Roy Hibbert giving me like just so much pain because they <laughs> such a pain in the ass for the or I don't know if I'm allowed to cuss on this, but um yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> but uh I remember thinking like I cannot believe Roy Hibbert is the one like giving me heartburn right now. <laughs> it was I mean it was nobody that I don't know if, and Ryan you probably have an opinion on this. When people talk about like the old Knicks Pacers series that's how I feel when I think about the Heat Pacers series. I, those well, series used to be like every game I had to like get myself like hyped up, like I was playing. Like I would get myself hyped just to go <laughs> sit on the couch. No, absolutely. No, that that that's very that's pretty much the same for me too. That was like it, it was rough. That's like that's like Pistons Bowls. That was like mm-hmm. that was the next. Yeah, that there were 
my rivals were a big part of that that they were my biggest rivals in that era. I hated the Pacers, the passion. Um, but yeah, look at that though. That was a damn good team. Who the the Pacers team? Yeah, yeah. George Hill in his prime, Paul George in his prime, Roy Hibbert, Lance Stevenson. Um, they had another decent guy too. Mm-hmm. I'm going blank. Didn't on right they now. have uh, Hayward? No. Like young Hayward? No, the, he's on the Jazz. Uh, Gordon Hayward okay. was on the Jazz. He was on the Jazz, then went to the Celtics. Okay. David uh, West, piece to those teams. David West, yeah, David West. D- D- was Dane Granger still on that team? I think. Uh, I think at the very beginning, but not when they would not like in the playoff battles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they were. Cause I know Dane Granger came to the Heat after LeBron left, and I was like, when he was way past his prime, I was like, dude, Dane Granger, second life. <laughs> So, but I don't think think he came straight from the Pacers. I think there was another stop in between. Um, all right, tangent over. Uh, next, uh, the last. I'm just gonna rapid fire these ones. These are the trade deadline cleanup headlines. Um, the Grizzlies and the Pacers apparently offered the Raptors three first round picks for OG uh, Anobi. Can never say his name. Ananobi. Um, I can always say his name, but I, it takes me a, it takes me a second try to always say it. It's one of those names that'll never roll off my tongue off the easy, uh, uh, right off the t- gasp. Um, anyway, fir- three first round picks for OG uh, and Anobi. Um, if you're the Raptors, would you do that? I think that's an obvious answer for us. But yeah, yeah, that's a that's a yes. Yeah, they're not going anywhere anyway. So yeah, I, and and they got the Scotty Barnes, really good talent for the future. I'm surprised the Raptors didn't trade away almost their entire team except for him. Got a bunch of first-round picks and just kind of said, all right, you're going to be our guy. We're going to use all these picks to build people in the next three years around you. And then you, you already have a great co- coach as Nick Nurse. Like, I don't know why you do least, Especially if you don't want to get rid of everybody, just one person for th- three first-round picks is huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean – it, I, if you're if you're a, a team in contention, I would say probably not, but they're not, so you might as well go yeah. with your approach. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Like OG is definitely worth like three first rounders is nuts. Yeah, I feel like we've been talking about the Raptors for like a couple of years now. Like, when are they going to sell? And it's like they still yeah. won't do it. <laughs> There's been rumors about Pascal Siakam getting traded like for the last mm-hmm. three seasons. Legitimately, There's rumors of Nick Nurse leaving too. Yeah, yeah, there was yeah whatever. There was a what coach vacancy was he rumored to? I can't even remember. It wasn't the Lakers, but it was one of the other ones that got filled this this summer. I forget. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there was hardcore rumors that he was going to leave. And same with uh, I never know how to say his name, but the the, the president of basketball operations, the guy that starts with the U. He's like the yeah uh, yeah. What's his name? I yeah. forget his name. I never. Well, Masai, I don't forget it. He's but he's it? Giannis. It's Masai Ujiri. Yeah, so I can't say that. See how I can't say I. <laughs> I know him very well. I, he's he's a great mind. I'm really tuned in the NBA. Obviously, I know who this guy is. I just know know how to say it. And you just said to me twice, three times. I still don't know how to say it. I can't repeat what you just said. But there's been rumors about him like getting like GM jobs, other places, and other teams trying to hire him and stuff. But yeah, the Raptors just kind of still for some reason holding on to this team. There was a rumor for like 30 seconds that he was going before they hired Rob Palinka. He was going to go to the Lakers, and I was so excited. And yeah. That- Plink and Plinka kind of sucks. We'll get into that with the Lakers. <laughs> um, yes. Next, uh, a cleanup from uh, the last last week's trade: Gary Payton trade to uh, 
The Warriors was temporarily held due to undisclosed abdomen injury uh, to Gary Payton. The Warriors eventually decide, decided to say, well, whatever, we'll still go through with the trade. So uh, he's going to be reevaluated in a month, but Gary Payton's trade still goes through after it looked like it wasn't going to go through. All right, next. That was wild. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that, that's uh, next. Reggie Jackson was waived by the Hornets and has signed with the Nuggets. All right. It's good good depth. The Nuggets mm-hmm. needed. Um Yeah, I mean Reggie Jackson's a veteran guy who's definitely gonna give you really good minutes. Yeah. So that's it's about that's the same have. effect as Aldridge. Yeah. Yeah. That's a little bit better than Aldridge, but yeah. A lot better mm-hmm. than Aldridge, but yeah. Um next, John Wall was waived by the Rockets. Um I have not really seen any rumors ex- of the locations just yet. Um hopefully the Heat, just because John Wall's <laughs> my guy, but we'll how fast did you get the John Wall jersey? Dude, you went to I, Miami? I don't even want him right now because we don't. We have all we have is guards. We need everything but guards right now. But mm-hmm. if you signed him, I might cry. I, like, I, I might, like, I, I, I wouldn't want to, but like, involuntarily, I, I might just cry because this is. Would you give up Udonis Haslam for John Wall? <laughs> Great question. No, he can still be a coach, no, no. but he can't be a player on the team. <laughs> no. I, I wouldn't like. Hey, no, I I need I need Udonis to finish the season for. I need him to finish his twentieth season. I I can't I can't force man to retirement for the finish. <laughs> but there was I, a rumor I, I thought yesterday that. You, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I said I I just thought about it. So that that shows that shows you something. If I had to <laughs> there was a rumor yesterday I saw for like thirty seconds that uh, the Heat are going to go after Russell Westbrook if he gets bought out from Utah. Yes, I don't know if I have that or not yet. I have one thing about Russ later down there. I don't think we're gonna go for Russ, but we might. I don't know. I I think if we would have <laughs> traded, I think we would tra- if we would have traded Cal Lowry, we would, but we didn't. So once again, I our guard we have so many guards and we didn't trade any of them. So so we I mean we have all right. Just listen off real quick. Just tangent inside the tangents. We got. Um, Kyle Lowry, Gabe Vincent, Tyler here, Duncan Robinson, Max Strews, Victor Oladipo. That's six guards that are very good that you, <laughs> they deserve all the playing time they already, already get. So like we throw Russ in there or John Wall in there to make a seventh guard, then that's just, they're not playing at all. So I, I don't, I, I don't think that we're going to do that unless we move Duncan Robinson solely to be forward. Cause sometimes he plays small forward, um, Maybe Max Struess there make him a forward, but then we're looking at smaller forwards than the other team, and we're just playing small ball at that point, which we already have a under seven foot center. So mm-hmm. like we yeah. can't afford to be playing complete small ball, you know. Yeah, that would be great. Yeah. All right. Next is Pat Beverly was waived by the Magic. Um, like I said, I do listen to his podcast. He gave zero hints where he's going to go on the podcast because. It did did seem like he's focusing on Eastern Conference teams though. Ah, okay. So your guys, what do you guys think? Like, where do you think Pat Beverly would fit the best out of an Eastern Conference contender? Hmm. I, I while you guys are thinking about that, I don't know because watching him this year, he's not. Listen, I appreciate that he is chippy, but he's not very good. So I don't yeah. really. Know. I mean. He's a guy that can be scrappy on defense, but even then, I think his, his defense now has more reputation than what he actually plays now. Um, I agree with that. Yes. Yeah, so with, really- with that being said, though, I think you could put him on 
uh, the Sixers, and that would very be that'd be very good. They do. They traded Matisse Thibel for basically nothing, so they don't. They do have a guard position, backup guard position open. Um, and like you said, he's not like the. He's, this is definitely not his best season ever, but like, mm-hmm. if, if you need if you need guard depth off the bench, I think he's definitely a good guy to pick up. So the Sixers could really use that, in my opinion. Yeah, I yeah, was gonna you, say the Sixers. I, I'm also cool with the Knicks too. Yeah, the Knicks though. I, I don't think he's gonna sign with the Knicks. Yeah, because they did. They he didn't imply where he's going or not but the guy's coast lives in new york so in his coast said where are you thinking about going bro because like the knicks and nets don't really need your services right now and so like he said it and pat didn't really like say no man yeah so i i think he's gonna be going to like the sixers of the bucks okay i like that now that you explained it like that i like that a lot yeah, I mean, I I think I think it's if you throw him off the bench, I think he'd be fine. Um, next the Spurs waived Dwayne Dedman after we traded them, uh, him over there. Um, and then he signed with the Sixers, so he just got picked up by the Sixers. Uh, next Jay Crowder uh, won't make his debut uh, for the Bucks until after the tr- uh, All Star break. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. sense. Makes sense. He didn't play all year yet, so like, he needs time mm-hmm. breaking in. Um, Danny Green was waived by the Rockets and signed with the Cavs. That's pretty good veteran depth for a shooting shooting guard off the bench. Um, I don't think the Cavs are going to make it to the finals, but like it's good to have a young team like that have a veteran guy off the bench. Yeah, they're a team you don't want to play in the playoffs for sure. Absolutely, that's the best way to put the Cavs with the Cavs. Mm-hmm. I don't. Do I think they could beat the Bucks, Celtics, or like even the Sixers in a seven game series? No. Do I think that they will take it to six, seven games? Yes. Mm, yeah. They're definitely, you don't want to catch them. You don't want to catch them in the playoffs. Yeah, I think uh, that's a sneaky good signing for the Cavs. And uh, that team is, they're like one, I don't even want to say major piece. I don't even think they're a major piece away. They're just like one consistent piece away from being a, a serious threat, I think. Yeah, they're not, They're. I agree. They're not like a major piece at all. They They just need... Yeah, they need another like role player starter to come in that's like solid. And honestly, they they also they just need time too. They need time to Darius Garland's very young. He needs one of their top three best players. You just need to give him more time. Donovan Mitchell in the grand scheme of things is not young, but he's not like he's still like in the early parts of his prime. Jared Allen, you give him a little more experience. Like they have Evan Mobley, like they have really good young players that are going to be good for a while. You just need time for them to get a little more experience. Like you said, maybe a little, like an extra role player to help out. And honestly, time for these other teams that are good right now to kind of fall off. Like, hey, this guy needs more money. They're they're breaking apart. This team's breaking up. Like, he's got to wait for that. The NBA that happens way more often than other other sports. So, give it a year or two. The Cavs might be the top team in the East. And they're a lot of fun to watch beyond just being good. Like, they're a team that if I see the games on and, and I'm just going through channels or whatever, I always stop and watch at least a couple minutes of their game because they're just so fun to watch. I agree. I agree. Um, all right, next. Magic did not trade Terrence Ross during the trade deadline, so they did They do. Uh, they did buy him out, uh, and now he is signing with the Suns. Of course. <laughs> yeah. Join the ship. I know. I mean, we talked about last week, Guy, and uh, Connor, we can get your opinion on the old KD trade, too. 
Um, but they trade away their best role players, so they do need. They have like no depth, so like it's. Yeah, I think it's good. Uh, the the this move, Terrence Ross. Once again, he he never his peak was never like insane, but when, at his peak, he was a really good role player, and he's I've been very quiet because he's been on this shitty Magic team for the last few years. So, Terrence Ross is a guy that is is very much like the Jay Crowders of the world to me, and that mm-hmm. if you put him on a contender, he'll always find a way to fit in. I think he's like a thirty six percent career free throw shooter. He's you know. He's not great defensively, but he's okay. He's he's passable, um, and he's just he's he's just a guy that like I think you can just he just fits pretty much anywhere. I think he's not a lot of use on teams like the Magic because he's not going to be that guy that takes you to a next level. But if you're at a level and you're just looking for consistent depth type role players, he fits in on that um, in that role perfectly. So I think it's great for them. Uh, the Suns, the trade. For KD, I mean, obviously, I would have done it, too. Um, I love that the report is that the new owner just came in, picked up the phone, and said, what do I have to do to get this done? And it was done, like, an hour <laughs> later. Um, <laughs> but uh, the Suns really aren't the story there to me. I, this whole Brooklyn situation, and Brooklyn has a history. You mentioned it briefly uh, with the Paul Pierce and, and KG, KG trade. They have a history of not knowing what they want. When Sean Marks first went there... His press conference was, we're going to be the Spurs. We're going to, you know, do this organic. We're not going to go with the NBA culture. We're going to whatever. And then it was like, okay, change my mind. We're going with Katie and Kyrie. And then Katie <laughs> and Kyrie come in and it was like, okay, you guys can do whatever you want. Run your own practices. Do whatever you want. In the summer, okay, we're not trading you. We refuse to trade you. Just kidding. We actually are going to trade you. But then we got Harden. But then Harden wanted to leave, and we brought Ben Simmons. Like, there's just – it's never consistent uh, with that franchise. And how you go from – even the, the trades that they went – like, they traded Kyrie to Dallas to get Dorian Finney-Smith because uh, he was, like, the one of the major parts of that trade because they were trying to remain competitive. They remained competitive – for a whole 72 hours, and then we're like, forget that, we're going to trade Katie and get some draft picks. Like, it is astonishing to me. There is no plan in Brooklyn at all. And now you're left with Ben Simmons. You can't get off that contract. And as a guy whose team just had Russell Westbrook on it, I didn't think I was going to see a contract that was more untradeable than that one. And the the Nets found a way to get it because no one's trading for that Ben Simmons contract. No one. No one. I do like uh, Mikel Bridges, though. I do like Cam Johnson. I do think they got some a decent amount of role players. Whether or not they just use them to flip the next offseason for some more picks or something else, or they might use these picks to go out and try to trade for someone else. It might be available this summer. I But I agree with you in the long run. They had no idea what they're doing there. They're they a very dysfunctional franchise. Um, I feel bad for the Nets fans. We, me and Guy were kind of talking about on Instagram the other uh, week. Because whenever that this trade went through, there was like a meme. Uh, what was the worst, like biggest bag fumble? And it was mm-hmm. the AG, Paul Pierce, Darren Williams team, and that one. And I was saying to the guy, it's absolutely still and always will be the Paul, the Paul Pierce uh, and KG trade because they trade so much of their future away. Those mm-hmm. picks turn into Jalen Brown. They turn into Jason Tatum. They turn into what the Celtics yeah. are. <laughs> turned into like we're promising Kyrie. rookies that were gonna have prominent all pro yeah. careers which we're, we're but with the katie and Kyrie thing at least they got them for free essentially they just signed mm-hmm. us free agents 
The only yeah. one they traded for is James Harden, and then they got it back kind of with all this stuff. So trade-wise, I, you're, you're correct. But the biggest fail, I, I, and I, I've thought about this over the last couple of weeks, I, I was calling it the worst, the biggest fail in NBA history. And the more I think about it, it has to be, if it's not the worst in sports, it, the fact that you had Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and James Harden on the same team and, and didn't even get past the second round and had one playoff series win in, like, four years. I don't think anyone's really talking. I think because now the NBA has become this, like, mobile league, so it's not as big of a deal. But nobody's talking about what an absolute disaster that whole thing was. Mm-hmm. When they – you and I didn't, didn't talk about it, but I'm sure you had the same thought. I'm thinking, like, this team's going to run off at least two in a row, maybe three. And if it's not three in a row, it would be, like, three in four years. And they didn't – Past the second round. Yeah, that's crazy. They were this. They were literally this close to making it past the second round, but that's it. That's whenever KD's foot was on the line by that much. Mm-hmm. That's my favorite moment. All the KD guys. I, I, he wore shoes that were too big. Well, don't wear shoes yeah. that are too big. Yeah. Okay. I, I, yeah. People were literally saying, "Oh, that's a little." All right, let's move it along. We're we're tangent citying right now. Um. Next, the Pacers wave Serge Ibaka. The Heat are in talks with Serge Ibaka. The Heat might bring him in. He's not He's not the same Serge Ibaka he was, so I really, I'm really not getting excited about that one. Um, and finally, if, if the Jazz do decide to buy Russell Westbrook out, which is almost given, um, Paul George has been advocating for him in the Clippers. Quote, I'm a big believer and a fan of what Russ works, works is. Uh, having one of my best seasons in my career alongside him, which is true. He was a finalist for MVP the season he played with him. Um, I've seen what he can do night in and night out. So the Clippers seem like they might be going for Russ if Russ becomes available, which makes sense because they did trade away John Wall and Reggie Jackson, which is two of their mm-hmm. their point guards. So they do have a void where they need to kind of plug another point guard in. So Russ going to the Clippers could be interesting. Um, I think, I mean, Paul George wants him there. So like after that 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 team broke up, people might have thought Paul George and him weren't getting along, but this is kind of going against that and saying, no, they did, they did, and Paul George wants them. Be a little bit awkward running into the Lakers and the (laughs) like they're in the same venue, so you might run into your old teammates there. (laughs) True. (laughs) Here's the thing. Let me preface this by saying that I see all the things about Russell Westbrook leaving the $50,000 tip in the bubble, and I'm sure he's a wonderful human. And, you know, that said, if you are on a winning team or are a team that has aspirations, you need to be as far away from Russell Westbrook as you possibly can get. I he, he needs to be – it's funny that Utah's buying him out because Utah's a perfect place for him. They're not trying to win. They want to sell some tickets. And he can be interesting if you don't have any expectations. But the minute you put any expectations on him, it's going to be a disaster. Uh, God bless Paul George if he thinks that that's going to help them win games. Uh, good luck. Because I've watched every dribble of Russell Westbrook since he came to the Lakers. And while there were nights that he played well, and yes, he's a he this year did embrace the six-man role, I'm telling you... 
he is not a winning basketball player. He's very exciting. He's super talented. He's a first ballot Hall of Famer. He averaged a triple-double for four or five years in a row. Things that He's done things that nobody ever thought, and I give him all the credit for that. But if you're on – if you – if your team has aspirations of making a title run, you need to. Do you guys know the the the? It's not a meme, but like the little social media thing of the Jets running back that like tries to get in the facility and like opens the door and the door is locked. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Let me in. That's what you need to Russell Westbrook to do. If he tries to come in your facility, just leave it locked. Hmm. 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 That's funny. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you though. I I've always I've always kind of said that. He's a guy who needs to be on a no-name team and let mm-hmm. him just do get his stats, and that's it. Uh, yeah, yeah. We, I was saying, like, this shot with LeBron he had was his last chance to win a ring, and if he failed that, it was over. Mm-hmm. The thing I don't understand is he, that was so obviously not going to work. Like, the day mm-hmm. that they made the trade, I remember it's like an event. I have, like, PTSD from it. I, I, I remember exactly where I was looking at my phone, and I'm thinking – there is no. I read the thing that said, you know, Russell Westbrook to the Lakers, and I'm like, like this has to be no way. This is, <laughs> done this, like, come on. And I go on Twitter and Woj tweeted it, and I was like, like, okay, I'm gonna have blind faith, I guess. Clearly, LeBron thinks it's gonna work, and he's forgotten more about basketball than I know. But I, I just that one never, ever made any sense to me. Mm-hmm. You know, that that's a very stupid trade. One for that contract they that he has, and then two, obviously everything they gave up for it. Um, but all right, so we are getting a tangent today, so we are getting a little long. So I'm gonna move. I'm gonna move things along here because uh, we still have our whole my whole preseason predictions kind of in review. Um, this this we don't have to get into in depth for every single team or anything like that because some of the teams we all know are good. They're all playing well and stuff like that. But I'm gonna go through. Essentially, each category I have. So I have the Eastern Conference, Western Conference. I have a contenders category. I have a playoff law category, bubble team, and not a chance. Um, it's kind of all the different categories. I'll just list off who I have for each uh, in each category, and you you two can kind of just say, um, did I get it right? Am I right on track, or does am I off a little bit here? Mm-hmm. Um, we'll start in the Eastern Conference because that does seem like the conference that it has. Uh, better teams in it um after the cusp i have my contenders i have four in this category the celtics obviously they're great they're doing good um the sixers the Mm. Bucks, and the heat um yeah the heat i'll let you drop off a little you guys you guys can say something first i can i will give a psa about the heat (laughs) i mean you're a little off the mark but it wasn't your fault i mean it's injury mainly and they could still bounce it back up. Yeah. Um, it's okay. So I'll, I'll just go for that. Uh, I do. Th- I think if I had to redo it right now, they'd be a playoff lock. Still, they would still be up there in the top two categories. Injuries. I also, th- I also still think they could be fourth, the fourth in the East. And if that's the case, then it's one, two, three, four. Still, this is still the same team that went to the East Conference Finals. We didn't really. We are in the position we are right now solely because of injuries. Um, I still think we're contenders. Personally, my I might be biased there, but we have the same exact roster that made it to the Eastern Conference Finals in Game Seven last year. Like people think, people kind of forget about that because they look at our record and it's like, oh, it's not that great. We didn't have there. There's a couple as of a couple weeks ago before everyone started getting healthy coming back. We behind the Magic, we we're the second team who didn't have our starters playing together for the most games. Like 
it's when if everyone's healthy, we're a te- we have a deep bench, everything like that. I'd argue the only thing we're missing is a, a solid power forward and some like back like some depth in the big guy position. But yeah, I with that being said, I would do agree with you. Guys. I do move them down to one category. Yeah, I pretty much the same thought. All right, let's go to the next one. Playoff lock. I have the Nets. All right, if KD and Kyrie are there still, it's a little different. Um, the Cavs, the Bulls, and that is not correct. The Bulls definitely not correct. The mm-hmm. Bulls have had a rough season. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can't really take blame for the Nets on that one. You know, the trade, they're going to start falling down, down a hill. What's interesting about that to me is, you know, you made these when Katie and Kyrie were there, that you didn't have them in the contenders tier and off block tier. Like that, yeah, I, you were correct, but that was, that, there aren't a lot of people that would have made that selection. Yeah, no, I, I did not put them as contenders solely because they had Katie and Kyrie last year and they got, what, swept or lost in five games to the Celtics. I I thought they their role players weren't that great. Um, and You'll, you'll see a lot of this, uh, Connor, coming up. I don't know why. I solely base contender teams on how deep they are. Like, that's my number one thing I harp on. Like, if if I'm like, this team's good, but I don't think they're going to go over the long run. Why? Well, because they have no bench. Like, if they, like, like, like the Sixers. Sixers have an insane starting on five. I mean, I think Harden and Bede, Max, he's a great trio. Tobias Harris, if he tries to play, is awesome. But their bench is god-awful. So I that's why they always get bounced in the second round. And for me, the Nets was the same way. The Nets, Katie Kyrie, great. Ben Simmons, ugh. Uh, good <laughs> defense, but ugh. Then your next best player is, what, Joe Harris, Seth Curry. Like, it's Nick Claxton really had the good, is he having a good year, so I guess him. But, like, mm-hmm. There, I never thought they were going to win the East, and I even when they, when they still had Katie, Katie and Kyrie. I give you a lot. Of, like everybody's just assumed that they would. Which I mean, Katie is one of the best players in the world, so mm-hmm. it's not. It's hard to not say that. I mean, they definitely would be. I have the Cavs playoff lock. I like that position for them. Right now, they're fourth in the East, uh, a couple games above the Nets in the Heat. But um, so I guess, I guess the only. The, Thing wrong with this category is the Bulls, and that's kind of that was kind of unforeseen. I think a lot mm-hmm. of kind of shocked how bad the Bulls are this year. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. All right, moving on to the bubble teams. So the teams that I think will be in that playing game range, like the seven to tenth seeds range. I got the Raptors. That's in there. Hawks are in there. Knicks also in this range. Uh, Hornets and Wizards. Um, so the Wizards are in here. The Hornets, I gave a little more credit to. I did not realize that LaMelo Ball was going to roll his an- the same ankle like 20 times before January 1st. Um, <laughs> so the Hornets, LaMelo Ball is a beast, but he's mm. missed so much time this year. And the rest of the team is absolutely garbage. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't fault you there. Yeah. I guess... In hindsight, the next category. We'll get to the next category real quick. Pistons, Magic, Pacers. So in the in in, in hindsight, I probably would replace the Hornets with the Pacers there. Mm-hmm. And hell, at that point, I'd probably replace. No, that's that's probably what I'd, I'd keep that probably. 
All right. Mm. Either of you have a, any good takeaways from the East, or should I just move on? Um, let let's see your West takes. All right, Carney, anything for the East? Nope, I'm all good. All right, West. Oof. I feel like the West <laughs> is always bad for me. <laughs> Oof. All right, first I, category. I really, I what? I said guy was pushing to get to the West, so there's got to be an interesting thing in here. I, I, I'm I there's going to be quite a few interesting things. <laughs> the four contenders I have, the Warriors. Not your fault. They they started off slow and Steph's hurt right now. The Clippers. Mm. If Kawhi uh, played. What? If Kawhi actually, you know, played the games that he's supposed to play. Yeah, yeah if they weren't managing so many loads. So the first opening sentence is, the Clippers are back. Kawhi is going to be healthy. Paul George is going to be healthy. <laughs> uh, the, their depth is great, and they've added one of the goats, John Wall. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, the other two teams in this category are the Suns and the Grizzlies. All right. Well, you, I mean, you're right on the Suns. Right on the Suns. Grizzlies are two in the West right now. I I think I'd give myself correct on the Grizzlies too. Mm, no, um, I agree. I think that's a JJJ biased. The Clippers are going to be. I mean, they're 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 Kawhi's playing more and more. He's been playing more 30, 30 minute games, and he's been killing it when he does. So that's good. But yeah, no, that's just to go off of it. The next category, the first one's the Nuggets, and the Nuggets have been Nuggets have been fantastic. So that, mm-hmm. I, that's already my first L on the West. Um, should I keep going? You guys want to say anything else about the contenders? Um, no, nah, just keep it rolling. Keep it rolling. Yeah, the Suns. Uh, the Suns. I they did have a bad season. Injuries kind of fucked them up so far. But now with KD, that starting five is insane. So mm-hmm. I, yeah, I think. And going with the next one. I mean, I have the Nuggets in the playoff lock. The Nuggets were going to win the West easily, easily, easily before this KD trade. Now this mm-hmm. KD trade really shakes everything up um mm-hmm. i still think the nuggets might be one of the final two teams remaining in the western conference with the suns um i just don't know why i didn't put them up higher honestly <laughs> um i mean we really had a question mark next to jamal murray mm-hmm. you know coming back i mean we knew joker was going to be great and we you know we didn't foresee aaron gordon and uh porter jr having these kind of seasons so mm-hmm. Yeah, no, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, the other two teams I have in this category is the Mavericks. I'd say that's a decent call. Uh, they're definitely mm-hmm. be a playoff team, especially after adding Kyrie. And another big oof is the Timberwolves I have in the playoff lock position. Yeah, that was a collapse. Yeah, and I mean they're still they're number eight in the West right now. They're mm-hmm. definitely not out of it. They definitely going to probably make a playoff spot. Mm-hmm. But I thought the Rudy Gobert trade was going to be better than it was. That's mm-hmm. pretty much all I, what I've written here. Is dude, they they they're gonna have like the Twin Towers. They're gonna have Carl <laughs> Towns, who's been hurt for the whole season, pretty much. And Rudy Gobert. How how do you how do you stop that in the paint when you have Anthony Edwards and D'Angelo Russell out? Like like yeah, that that did not work out the way I thought. No. It was out. <laughs> um. All right, moving on to the next category, I have the bubble teams, teams that I think will be fighting around that seven to ten range. Um, first one's the Lakers. I think uh, I 
I, I think my first my opening line is honestly my steam reaction. I'm not really sure what to think of the Lakers. <laughs> um, I and I also then just start getting into a, a LeBron suck fest. Yeah, he's not slowing down or anything. Yeah, um, I mean, well, that's true. I mean, that that hasn't stopped. No, not at all. But they are currently 13th in the West, so I think that's I think that's gonna be wrong. I don't think they're gonna make the playing tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe it, so I'm gonna say you're wrong on that. But go ahead. <laughs> which I this was the section I was gonna let you kind of cook about the Lakers since we're talking about the Lakers. What 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 do you think they're gonna? What, what how do you think how do you envision the rest of the season going? Uh, so I don't know, uh, and I won't take up too much time on this. I don't know because LeBron now has this his something's wrong with his ankle, but he's supposed to play tonight, and then he might play in the All Star game. I don't know. Uh, I always believe in LeBron James teams. I it's hard for me to believe that they he can't figure out how to get a top ten team in a conference, um, but. Something and some, no one's talking about this. Something is up with Anthony Davis. If you look at his body language, even on the court, he's very lackadaisical. He's very like the other night they played Portland. Was it Portland? They played somebody who's yeah, I think it was Portland. Uh, and there was he was just running up and you know jogging up and down the court like he just seems disinterested. Uh, the new pieces I'm interested in. I'm not a big D'Angelo Russell fan, but I mean he can hit a three here and there. He can play make. Um, Beasley can hit some threes. Definitely an upgrade in that position. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that wasn't hard. It wasn't hard to upgrade over what they had. But anyways, um, Vanderbilt can play defense. If if AD can lock himself in and LeBron can come back from this ankle thing, I think it's, it's, it's going to nag him the rest of the year. But if he can manage it to the point that maybe he's not scoring 30 a night, but he's still giving you, you know, 26, 27, somewhere in there. Um, they should be fine. They'll get into the playoff. I don't think they'll go very far. But uh, given what I know right now with the way AD has been and LeBron's injury, they probably will miss it. Uh, but I'm hoping. No, and I hope you do, too. I mean, I think I think all the role players have gotten the trade deadlines great. Like you said, Vanderbilt's great. Uh, Beasley's great. Um, Mo Bamba's great. Rui Hachimura's great. Uh, D'Angelo's great. If it comes down to LeBron and AD's health, it really comes down to AD's health. Because LeBron, he's 38 years old, and he's starting to, the injury started to hit him a little more. But if it comes to, like, hey, we need to go off down the stretch here to make the playoff run, LeBron's shooting something in his ankle and playing. That's how he's always mm-hmm. been. That's He's probably put 50 points up every game just to try to get in there. And you got yeah. good role players around. So it really, it really comes down to Anthony Davis, in my opinion. Yeah. As does as has everything with the Lakers, you know, over the last couple of years, you kind of know what LeBron is, you know what you're going to get from LeBron. AD has been the the piece where some nights he if he's if he's in if he's locked in, you get a top five player in the NBA, and then the next night he'll give you 13 and six. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Um, the other teams I have in the in the bubble with the Pelicans, um, obviously if. Brandon Ingram and Zion Plu were healthy the whole year. They would be out of the playoffs. They would be up in the playoff lock and ten uh, category, probably not the bubble. Um, but they are currently sitting in the seven to ten range right now, since those injuries have kind of derailed them for a little bit there. The Trailblazers, uh, the Trailblazers are kind of been on a little run. I feel like the last last like month or so, where they kind of are starting playing a little bit better, but they're still out of the playoff uh, playing game range right now. The Kings. I have in here. The Kings have really surprised a lot of teams. They're third in the West right now. Um, I, I, I 
put in here. I, I love to see Sabonis and Fox, how they actually work, because we didn't really get to see them after the deadline, and they are really playing well together. So it's it's the Kings probably should be moved up one, but um, couldn't really predict how good they were going to be. Then the last one in the uh, plan I have is the Thunder, and I did the Thunder because I was anticipating one Chet Holmgren to play the entire year. I don't like Chet. He's he's he look he I just hate his face. But, it's too lanky. But, yeah, he <laughs> got weak knees. It, I don't like him. The only reason I don't like him is the way he looks, which sounds bad. Mm-hmm. He just well him on draft night. Remember, guy, when me and you were watching the draft, dude, I said like, he looks like his legs are like fragile. He was just like this, like like tall, lanky dude going like doing this and like mm-hmm. looked like an idiot. Oh, ever since then I didn't like him. <laughs> yeah, but and his name's Chet. So yeah, like, and Chet's a great that's awful another name. thing going against him. Yeah, but he's a hell of a player, and I kind of put him mm-hmm. the Thunder in the bubble category because I thought dude, Josh Giddy had a good last year. Last year, SGA is always amazing. Uh, if you throw Chet in this mix, that's gonna be really good. But I mean, they could be in a playing game by the end of the season, but I don't know. All right. What are your thoughts on Chet? Uh, uh he's so. Um, I it how he looks doesn't bother me other than he looks like he's very like just obviously he's very thin but he looks like dangerously thin like he looks like if he falls the wrong way something's gonna snap and what worries me about him is the reports are that it's not that he has not tried to be to get in the weight room and bulk up a little bit he just cannot do it um, and we, we all know people like that, that just no matter how much they eat, no matter how much they lift, they just, they all, they always look the same. Um, and I, to be honest, I don't know what's worse. I don't know if, if I'm a Thunder fan, I don't know that if it would be worse for here that he just put in the work to do it or that he did put in the work to do it and can't. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So right. here's the picture from draft that I'm talking about. I mean, see it. He looks like an idiot. <laughs> I love that you had to like prove it, like you had to pull the picture up. Yeah, <laughs> no, he actually looked like an idiot. <laughs> it did, dude, like, it's, it's just every that that's I never had anything against a kid until I saw that picture and saw him like, like you, you go to the red carpet, you see the red carpet, everyone coming in, see a bunch of other guys like with the, their parents like smiling and and putting a big smile. This is the best night of their life. And you see Chet doing, and I'm just like, dude, this guy, this kid sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of weight issues, but on the other spectrum, Zion Williamson has been hurt every year of his career, and I loved him when he was a Duke. He, they came here and played Pitt, and I got—I was lucky enough to go to the game and um, whatever. You know, I—I I would have taken him number one as well. But I don't know, man. He just—he's another one that just seems like he cannot get it together with his weight, um, and he's just always hurt. I don't—I—I I just don't know. Like I, I'm always get excited to watch him and then like he's always out for six weeks um so he's another one i worry about for body type but for a different reason um but i hope i hope both of them can get it together because i love the nba and you know the more stars the better but yeah i agree with that i agree with everything Mm -hmm. you said i really don't have anything else to add on with that um all right this is the uh the last little stretch here, then we can end things up. Um, the the non-chance from the West, I had the Rockets, the Spurs, and the Jazz, which the Jazz had us in the first half, not going to lie, insert meme there. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're they're not they're gonna fall out of contention too. So I think I nailed that one. The West definitely had a lot more off than the East, but that's that's what you're gonna get. All right. Do you either of you have anything you want to add before we send off? NBA finals prediction. Yes, Connor, good idea. Oh, uh, all right. So definitely the Bucks, and then uh, in the West, I will say I'm gonna say the Nuggets. I'm le- I was leaning Suns, but I think if when you come together, when you make such major changes to your team, uh, um, you know, right before the trade deadline, it, it typically takes the rest of that year, and then the, the following years usually when those teams make a run. So I will go Bucks Nuggets. I like that pick. I like that pick. Um, the NBA, Celtics, but Celtics, I think. Um, I just want to remind the listeners and guy. Whenever I did this, you asked me what my prediction was. Mm-hmm. I didn't write it down, but I'm 99% sure I did. I said Heat versus uh, Clippers. Yeah, you did. Yeah. And then, then, then I was trying to make like a point, and you interrupted me and said you only said that because it's John Wall versus the Heat, and I said yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> so, uh, no one that pick that was strictly hard. I, I, I admire it. I, I hope it's. I well, that'd be crazy if it's Heat versus Clippers. <laughs> I'm gonna go. Into the finals. I'm gonna go Sixers and Suns. Did you say Sixers just because you want Philly to lose another championship in this year? No, I'm actually pulling for them. I'm not bad. <laughs> I, I hate the Sixers. I'm the biggest Joel Embiid fan though. That's not a Sixers fan. Mm-hmm. But I stopped rooting for him the second that that eighty two that eighty second game was played. I I'm a Joel Embiid MVP fan. I never want to see him win a ring unless it's for another team. <laughs> I never want the Sixers to win a ring. So I root against Embiid in the playoffs. But when it comes to when it comes to the eighty two regular season games, I'm the one of the biggest Joel Embiid fan who's not a Sixers fan. I want him to win. Connor, I've been betting him MVP for the last like three years. I, he's has to win. <laughs> He, you can tell he gets pissed He's off every year. every year at the end of the year. He gets mad. Two quick things. Number one, I love that you have like specific moments of like why you don't root for people or why you hate certain people. Um, and number two, if the Heat go to the finals, are we going to the game? One of the I, games. I have no money unless you're paying. If you're paying <laughs> for it. No, listen, listen. I've worked it all out. My sister has a condo in Miami. I already told her if the Heat go to the finals, I'm going down for one of the games. So you just come with me, and then we'll figure out how to get tickets. Wow. I'm in. Uh, tickets. Know, I'm in 100,000%. I'm not. And this, and <laughs> and this is the thing. You're, you're recorded saying this, so like you can't you can't wiggle yeah. out. Yeah, you're locked yeah. in. And Chris Joyce, who you remember from high school, lives like in Fort Lauderdale. So we go to the game. We stay at Taylor's, go to the game, then call Chris after the game, have a night out in Miami. Sounds like <laughs> A nice forty-eight hour day. We'll just, we'll just go the morning of <laughs> the game, go out of the game, do one more day in Miami, come back that night, red yeah. eye, night, the next night. I'm in. I'm in a hundred percent. Yeah, I'll be at Chris that. Chris isn't. He despises the idea of going out, but I'll try to get him out. That'll be like that. Um, that Argentinian boy or whatever it was, the Brazilian boy who flew all the way in to see Jimmy Butler and he didn't play. That'll be like us. So we'll, we'll, we'll fly in. I'll, I'll I'll make some sad story, sad uh, some sob story. Maybe I can use my color blindness to my advantage and use that <laughs> like a make a wish situation. <laughs> I'll, I'll like uh, I flew all the way from Pittsburgh to see Jimmy Butler. I'll hope a sign like that. 
<laughs> and by go. the way, from the Heat or anyone in Miami who happens to have uh, extra finals tickets, if you want to just throw those our way, um, yes. we'll make sure they get you. Udonis Haslam, I'll come wearing your jersey. Give me one. I will buy four Udonis Haslam jerseys if he gets us final tickets. Absolutely. Well, Connor, thanks for coming on. Sorry, it's probably went a little longer than you expected. We've It's tough when there's three of us who like the tangent. No, definitely no need to apologize. Uh, this was a, this was a lot of fun, man. I like I said, I've been looking forward to it for a while. So, um, thank you for having me on, and uh, hopefully uh, we can do it again. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, it was a good time, man. All right, well, let's take it over to pop culture. Yeah. So I take the tank, fly it right up to the general's palace, drop it at his feet. I'm like, boom. You looking for this? All right. Let's get into some pop culture. Leading off with movies. A lot of trailers this past week with the Super Bowl. So just breaking down some of the major ones that we kind of care about here. Uh, first up, the biggie, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, Trailer 2. Uh, we get more looks at Rocket, kind of like being operated on. You know, his. They're crucifying my man. What? It looks like they're crucifying him. Yeah, it kind of did look like that. Mm-hmm. Um Drax looking like he might be uh, on the chopping block as well. He definitely is. Yeah. I, I, I think they write off the majority of these characters, this movie, whether that's death or storyline. I, I think I I, I definitely uh, think they're going to get some deaths, but not. I, I, th- I think it's outside of Drax and Rocket. I don't think I think everyone else is safe. OK, because they already have a lot of yeah, you can't give up your marketing tool of Groot. Yeah, and 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 it, it this is all for like Chris Pratt's coming back for Secret Wars. Mhm. Yeah, 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 true, true, true. Nebula. We just want to have like Guardians Mantis. 4. Yeah. yeah. This this the Guardian story is done as a whole with this group, but the, all these characters are already slated to come be in the next Avengers movies. So mm-hmm. like you got Drax is definitely done. Dra- Batista already said he's out on Marvel. And I mean, it seems like they're setting up Rocket to die, but I honestly can see him not dying because why would you kill off an animated character that saves you probably so much money? True. Like they True. probably they probably don't have to pay Bradley Cooper and Vin Vin Diesel nearly as much to hey, can you record in this studio for a day opposed to mm-hmm. three months True. on set <laughs> for Vin Diesel like for like one day like maybe two hours. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bradley yeah, Cooper, maybe yeah, you just give us a few I am Groots for the reels. Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> At this point, you probably have to come in. They probably have an AI just stupid. <laughs> yeah. Dude, they they honestly probably have all that shit set up now too. Like, yeah, they that AI give, voice thing is crazy. They probably just write Vin Diesel a check to use his voice likeness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, not really. I mean, not too much revealed, which I like. So that's it. good. Um, it's a little bit more of Warlock, Adam Warlock. Which yeah, I like. just a little more action shots of Warlock. I th- I think that character looks like it's gonna pay out well. Uh, I hope he sticks around too. Um, I feel I I hope it's kind of like the. Ga- Did you play the game? No. Okay, because in the game it, he was like kind of serious but funny in moments. So like I kind of hope they keep that same kind of vibe with him. With that actor, uh, Bill Porter, you kind of he he's pretty funny. So like mm-hmm. yeah. So I can see that. Then uh, the next trailer we got, The Flash, the long-anticipated Flash movie with Ezra Miller. 
battling multiple court cases. Um, so we see action shots of Keaton's Batman. We see a lot of what the movie is going to be about with the time travel, the paradoxes. And we also see Ben Affleck's Batman. So we're going to have two Batman, two Batman in the movie. That's going to be awesome. Yeah. Uh, I heard someone call, uh, call this the flash no way home (laughs) (laughs) and so and then he's gonna be uh, saying that in prison too i know (laughs) and there's also be multiple ezra millers in this movie one for each court case he's battling right now yeah yeah they're gonna (laughs) what if if, like he's just been method acting these whole like year and a half like just trying to be different people (laughs) like dark flash and all this shit Oh, reverse flash. I'm just trying to get in character. I'm going to be an mm-hmm. asshole. Um, but I mean, so I, I think I told you this, um, but the trailer looks really good and I'm excited for the movie. However, I still don't trust anything DC does until it's like James Gunn's first project that he's been like working on. You know, obviously he's going to promote this movie and say it's going to be great. Because his hands are kind of tied because it's already like done, you know he's just coming in at this point. So, but didn't he have like a glowing remark about this saying like, dude, like this movie's like amazing? Not he just did, like, it's a yeah, good movie. but w- wouldn't Which you say me, the same thing though? Yeah, but with James Gunn, I feel like you don't ever hear that style of stuff. He doesn't. If he, I feel like he wouldn't have to say anything. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we're we're we're, we're keeping Flash out, but the, I feel like he was hyping it enough where it's like not. I don't know. I don't know him personally, James Gunn, so I can't just speak like this, but I feel like anything he's endorsed in the past has always been good, and he yeah. didn't really have to fully endorse this. He could have been like, yeah, the Flash movie, we're keeping it, but I think it's a good job, but he's saying, I watched it. It's good. So like, I, I feel yeah. like I feel like that's more genuine than being the uh, head of the head of the program there, but like you're saying, I mean, he could definitely be lying. He just needs people to see it. Yeah. Um. We also get confirmation and a first look at Supergirl in the movie, or I guess maybe a Superman like variant or something. Yeah. Um, but chick Superman. Um, yeah. And then also General smash. Zod. Would you smash General Zod? General Zod. Um, smash. Michael Shannon. Probably not. Smash? No. Yeah. Okay. You thought I was gonna I ask like, about Supergirl? I feel like but... Kill you afterwards. True. It's true. Very true. But yeah, I mean, like I said, the movie does look really good. Um, I hope it pans out the way that it's like seeming. So, mm-hmm. um, anything else from that trailer though that you want um, to? I'm Batman. He said that. He said what that. If, what if there was just like a whole like dialogue of <laughs> Ben Affleck and Michael Keaton doing? I'm Batman. No, I'm Batman. <laughs> no, I'm Batman. <laughs> no, I'm Batman. <laughs> um. Next up, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, the second trailer. We get another look at that movie coming out. Mm-hmm. I actually you're a big the Indiana Jones stan. So what are your thoughts on that? I didn't watch the trailer. I Dude. don't want to see any more. I'm excited. Actually, I saw it, but I didn't watch it. Like I Okay. And I you do didn't have to absorb say, it. Yeah, and I do have to say the de aging looks great. It does. It it looks like it's gonna be a traditional like indie tale, you know? Mm-hmm. So I I, I think they'll do good with. I think it'll be better than the Crystal Skull, but I still don't think it'll stack up to the other th- original three. I think. I mean, I think two is not great at all. So, mm-hmm. so I think it. I mean, 
I think this has potential of being top three out of the five because I mean Temple Doom I love, but Temple yeah. Doom's not that good. Gotcha. gotcha. Temple Doom's more good to make fun of like Kalima and pulling the like, fake pull hard out. Like I do that a lot. True. Okay. Okay. Uh, Doctor um, Jones. Doctor Jones. But I, I was gonna say. So I mean, I guess we can skip Fast X because who cares at this point? I mean, I'm done with this. They sent us. They gave us a fucking four and a half minute trailer, or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Longest trailer in history. Like it. It looks like the same Fast movies that came out like ten years ago. Dude, I'm not even just saying this because it's a, a meme. I fast forward to the trailer a few times when I watched mm-hmm. it. And I swear to God, every time I stopped fast forward like 15 seconds, it was Vin Diesel going talking about his goddamn family. <laughs> like, like, I feel like we always overblow how much he, like, he, he talks a lot about family in his movies. But I feel like it's more of a meme to say how much he talks about family. Yeah. Legitimately, like every time I f- stopped fast forwarding, like scrubbing 10 seconds, it was, this is my family now. I got, I got and, this. My and family. honestly, Jason Momoa does not seem good in that movie either. Mm-hmm. Jason Momoa is... Um, not an actor that I think can play a good villain. He's too like mm-hmm. upbeat and likable. As yeah, a he cannot. I cannot ever see me a villain. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, but then I did see the air trailer because obviously that was during the Super Bowl. But um, that does look good. Ben Affleck, Matt Damon, um, Viol- Viola Davis, mm-hmm. tons Chris of great Tucker. actors and actresses. Chris Tucker, Marlon Wayans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I, I think that it's definitely going to be good and worth the watch. I heard they're not having Michael Jordan in it at all. That's why really? we couldn't find Michael Jordan before. I'm f- fine with that. Yeah, I mean, that's an interesting take. Yeah, I'm fine with that because it's more mm-hmm. about the business end of things and how they went and he, the guy in real life, went and courted Michael Jordan's parents, not Michael Jordan himself. Oh. So. Gotcha. Makes sense. Um, and then have you seen, so I don't know if this trailer came out like this week, it might've came out the week before, but it's this movie called stray. It's like a, it's a movie about an abandoned dog, but it's a R rated comedy kind of style. Oh yes. Yeah. Yeah. Will Ferrell's like the main stray. Yeah. And Will Forte is playing like the abusive, like kind of. It's not even like his owner. It's just like this guy that he shows up to his house, and this guy's just like, "Oh, this fucking dog! <laughs> like, get yeah. out of here! Like, you piece yeah. of shit!" And then Will Ferrell's like, "Oh, he loves me. He's the best." <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I, I, so I didn't want, I didn't pay attention for that trailer at all during mm-hmm. the during the commercials, but I tuned in at the end, and I was like, "Oh, this is like some." family dog movie again or something like that did it yeah. cut to like rated r i was like wait what and i meant to like go back and say watch it all but i just didn't yeah so you got will forte is the main dog you also have isla fisher jamie fox as two other dogs also randall park i believe he's a dog as well that's awesome that's a good cast <laughs> yeah. that's a great i, li- and then I like will forte is like the uh kind of abusive owner yeah so I, I, I like everybody you just listed mm-hmm. so i mean i it's one of those ones like i i might I don't know if I'll see it in theaters, but I'll definitely like when that comes on like HBO Max or some bullshit, I'll stream the hell out of that for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's pretty much all for the trailers. But we uh, some other movies, though, we did get some confirmations about uh, Joker, Two. We got a first look at that with uh, Walking Phoenix and Lady Gaga. Um, so, yeah, I guess they're moving forward with that. that I don't know if it's going to be good or not. I hope it is, but. 
I have some I, hesitancy with it. Going to be very different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it is going to be different. Yeah. It's going to be very different. You can even tell by the first look picture. Mm-hmm. Like, it's... I think it's going to be... I think it's going to be critically great. But nerds like us, comic book people, are not going to be happy. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be artsy, and critics are going to love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll be one of those movies. Yeah. Yeah. Then uh, Harrison Ford's Thunderbolt Ross was officially confirmed by Kevin Feige for Captain America 4, New World Order. I love it. Love Harrison love it. Ford. Then uh, Kevin Feige also confirmed, because they're kind of doing the press tour for Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, but they confirmed that Deadpool 3 is going to be rated R. And they also have a new casting announcement, uh, Evan Emma Corrin for the main villain role. She mm-hmm. played uh, Princess Diana in a biopic. The crown. The crown. Yeah, the crown or whatever, yeah. Crown. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I'm, I'm intrigued to see. I don't know what kind of villain she'd be playing. What if she's Lady Death? Be sick. Lady Death. Start the love interest. Yeah, maybe that's how you can get Hugh Jackman in there because that Wolverine died. Wow. So I think it'd be on be a, like the afterlife. You guys to rescue Wolverine from death. Yeah. <laughs> or like he's just there, like trying to court death, and Wolverine's mm-hmm. like Wade. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah, I'd fuck Logan. With <laughs> I'd fuck with that a lot. Very cool. Uh, and then That's apparently sweet. Disney is moving forward with Toy Story 5. So just when you think they have a beautiful finale, they're like, we got one more in us. Dude, this is the su- they had two beautiful finales. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, I was pissed when they said there's a four because how great three ended. Then I saw four and I was like, oh, my God, that ending was great, too. Now there's <laughs> five. It's just like I did see something that's like the the third one sent Andy off. The fourth one sent Woody off. So this is going to be Buzz's send-off. We don't need a Buzz send-off. Yeah, we kind of already got the Buzz Lightyear movie. Yeah, and the So Long Partner was a send-off for both of them. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know. I don't know. We'll see how that one plays out. I guess I'll see movie without out. Woody in it is just criminal. Cause he's, if, and if they bring him back, it's even more criminal. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, you don't want to just bring Woody back after that send-off, but at the same time... How do you make a Toy Story movie without him? Yeah, exactly. So that's where you're in this weird paradox. Are you going to have a Toy Story movie with all the other characters except for Woody? It's going to suck. Are you going to ruin that great finale and bring Woody back? That would suck. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know. But that's all I have for movies. Anything you want to toss in there? We're seeing Ant-Man. It's going to be fun. Yeah, Ant-Man. Yeah, that's why we're recording a little bit early here. I saw Rotten Tomatoes 64, and I saw some quote tweets like, all right, guys, this means it's going to be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good critic score, 64. That's a good assessment, actually. Um, I hope so. We need a good, yeah. we need like a banger Marvel movie. Mm-hmm. We've been long past due. Yeah, I, I kind of went on a rant with that. With Dan. We haven't had a banger Marvel movie since No Way Home. Yeah, and. I some people even argue that that movie wasn't that great. I love that movie, but oh, it was fantastic! Yeah, it was everything I wanted. Yeah, no, I, I everything's been mid since then. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Very mid. Um, but all right, let's take it over to TV. First up here, The Last of Us episodes five aired uh, Friday because of the Super Bowl. Bloaters. Bloaters. 
and very sad moments. Very fucked up ending. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. You didn't Powerful. see it. You didn't see, but you played the game, so you kind of know what happened. No, yeah, I know what happens. Yeah, it's yeah, it's a crazy moment, man. Like, yeah. and just the dialogue too that was just in the game. I can only imagine the show was like even better with it too. Absolutely was. Mm-hmm. See, I'm afraid to say it in case someone doesn't hasn't watched it. Because of what? In case someone hasn't watched it, because I don't want to say what happens. So we just move on. Yeah, I mean, I still know people watching or not, and I know it came on Friday, and it, people were kind of missed it. I feel like a kid dies, a kid dies, and his brother shoots himself in the head. There, I said it because he's infected. Yeah, a kid dies, <laughs> brother kills, and then he shoots himself in the head right after. After he says, "What have I done?" What about the act in that scene was crazy. So I've also kind of, I, I, I got spoiled for me that Sam dies mm-hmm. before. Yeah, how I, I just knew from like all the. So I watch all these videos telling the difference between the game and stuff, and they always say before they get into spoilers, I feel like somewhere on the line I never turn the spoilers off, and I because I knew Sam was gonna get infected and die. Uh, I had no idea that Henry shoots himself right after. Really? In that room, and so that was very. So I was like, all right, I know this is coming. This is sad. The dialogue leading up with the night before him and Ellie, I was like, this is sad because I know what mm-hmm. happened. But I had no idea that Henry shot him, and then shot himself. Then that made it even crazier. Yeah, dude. And, one video I watched that like does a lot of the the what the, the same similarities mm-hmm. is in the game. Whenever it cuts to him about to shoot himself, it cuts to black and it so to make it more impactful. Yeah, show did the exact same thing. Not shows nothing. It literally like nice. They, they, through, they do th- they do that a lot in the game with the big moments. They'll uh, because they they go through like seasons. So like they'll cut the black and they'll be like, uh, spring, summer, winter, you know, whatever it is, like whatever we're approaching. So. Like they did that for that moment, and I was like, "Fuck!" Like Jesus Christ, just like yeah. a little time jump. Yeah, and it, it cut to black, and it was black for a second, and then it went, uh, came back to, and they're burying them. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, but yeah, I mean it's fantastic. The whole the whole shit. I love how um, Hartman make this point that this show the re- you can tell it's really good. Because it's a show about zombies, and they're not heavily relying on the zombie action. Mm-hmm. They're they're more focused on like the dialogue and the character building, and yeah. people still like it. Like exactly. the fact that people like it and it's a lot more like dialogue than it is action mm-hmm. makes it like a really good show. And I I agree with that 100. percent No, um, yeah, that's that's all you need in shows nowadays, just character development. Yeah, I know you didn't watch it yet, but um, in the video game, there's that part where they're like, uh, where Jules in the in the upstairs and shooting down at like covering for yeah, the guys. Cover fire, that's, that's awesome. That's fun. they adapt that part with like the same like POV of like behind mm-hmm. Joel and like and he's in a sniper. But yeah. that's whenever all those the uh infected come instead of the raiders. So it, it's even like it's crazy. That scene is so good. Mm. Like it's like all these infected running around like great also I saw behind the I always watch the behind the thing after mm-hmm. all the infected is actual actors so the so the way they're moving is all real actors did that and when you watch it think of that it's insane they wow. they brought they brought in a guy who uh like an acting coach for just movements and taught all these uh people to how to like how they want the infected like the look when they run to behave yeah and all that yeah. that's awesome yeah i mean the amount of dedication they put into this like giving the true homages to the game is mm-hmm. just beautiful and honestly, that's what 
a lot of the if Hollywood's going to roll with these reboots and non-original stories, just kind of adapting it for film or TV, they really got to do shit like this and go outside of the box for things like character development and things like that, because otherwise it's not going to work if you just play off of like whatever we've seen on the show, Mm -hmm. you know? But yeah, absolutely. Anything else Uh, for the last of us though? No, it's great. It's so good. I know you know what happens. You gotta watch that just the scene before it's like soon. It's so good. Yeah, it's it's just I've been at I've been at Hogwarts this weekend, so I was just powering through, mm-hmm. and uh, it just kind of got away from me. And I was like, "Fuck, that's like four and a half hours of TV I gotta watch now." No, <laughs> and it yeah. just did not happen. No. But um, anyways, let's take it over to the Bad Batch, uh, season two, episode nine. Did not watch. Oh, you didn't watch it yet? No, I was so busy because I. It's usually it comes out. It came out today. Mm-hmm. By the time we started recording, I just got home and just sat down. So no, you're good. I didn't have time yet. I'll probably watch it tonight. You're good. Honestly, didn't miss too much. Honestly, um, I hate to hear that. Yeah, yeah. I feel like this season is just kind of like. Okay, Omega's like a teenage girl, going through teenage girl stuff. Oh, Hunter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but the only other thing I had for TV is Barney's getting rebooted. Did you see that? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess they're doing a new TV series and all this kind of bullshit. His new look. He got uh he got uh Teen Titans goad. Yeah, he did. He did. Um they nerfed him. <laughs> yeah. But that is what it is. You know, they're just going to. I mean, it makes sense because you're trying to, like, you know, get something for the kids. So whatever, I guess. But anyway, I, my future kids ain't watching that shit. <laughs> not my Barney. Hashtag we'll pop not it my on Barney. the OG Barney. Yeah, hashtag not my Barney. <laughs> All right. But taking it over to uh, music jams of the week. Um, Honestly. There isn't that much that's good. Whopper, 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 whopper. Yeah, I mean, the, you got the whopper song, which should have been played at the Super Bowl halftime show, in my opinion. Um, <laughs> or at least had a commercial. Like, y- you can't tell me that, like, after that hype, Burger King sh- should not have gone out and, like, been like, hey, we'll pay whatever it takes to get a Super Bowl spot. Yeah. And, like, all they have to do is just play the same commercial, and it would be a banger. Absolutely. Um, but I, I'll give it a nod to Paramore with "Running Out of Time," their new single. That was all right. I did hear that. That that is, was good. I heard mm-hmm. that. I saw it on Twitter. It was great. Then Jason Derulo, David Guetta, uh, Saturday slash Sunday. I also vibed with as well. Um, if I had to give a jam of the week, I'll give it to Paramore. I did prefer that song better. Yeah, I agree. Mhm. Mhm. But uh, yeah, you can check that out on the Talking Dirty Jams playlist on Spotify. Uh, as well as the podcast. Um, with that, Ryan, how about the closing statements? Yeah. Catch for his pain, 4274 um, Shout out to Connor, Pascarelli. Thank you for coming on, Connor. Um, yeah, sure. We'll definitely have him back on. He, he loves talking sports, everything like that. Um, definitely check us out on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. You know, we've been posting TikTok in a long time. Um, <laughs> at Dre J Sports. Uh, check check out Ashling. Is that how is that GBB thing? 
assling. The yeah. the the golf hash yeah. slinging the trash bringing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, you're the one that's been on the pod, man. You gotta. <laughs> you gotta know. I know. Do we? <laughs> we suck. Just decided on that. So, we, so for those who don't know, we we pick our top ten. We pick people. We draft top fives mm-hmm. that have to make the top ten in every golf tournament. The first week, we each had three. So we predicted six of the ten. We're like, this was easy. Week two, zero on both ends. <laughs> oh, man, week, a goose egg. Yeah, week three, last week, we got one each. But still, go from six out of ten to yeah. zeros to ones. It's just bad. So hopefully we get it this time. For my sure. First, my first overall pick this week was uh, Tiger Woods. He's definitely, <laughs> he's definitely not going to be. He's nah. not going to be top ten. But this is his first tournament back. I had to. Um, all right, two chains line of the week. Uh, money's the motivation. Money's the conversation. You're on vacation. We getting paid, so we call it. We're on vacation. I like that vacation. It's good. Yeah. It's good um, by the way, I, I, that's from the uh, Fast and Furious movie soundtrack. Uh, we own it. <laughs> I have two chains of sleep. There is. I picked it up. <laughs> all right. Well, see you guys. Peace out. In case you couldn't tell, I guess I'm doing well. This is just part of our survival. She said that I don't care as she swept back her hair. I guess this isn't our revival. The ocean view gets me every time. I know I'm out of line, but I know that it gets better. Come on, show me a sign as we're dancing here. In the perfect silent weather Dance all night to the beep, beep, beep Feeling the sand on your feet, feet, feet When the sun rises, take a seat, seat, seat Only then will you know what I mean Baby, you're messing up my phrasing These questions that you're raising Just know you really drive me fucking crazy And even though I like your state of mind, right? Stones throw the things you learns are always showing. Oh, baby, I think I know why you aren't left behind. These things are contradicting. I know somewhere that I will pass you by with a sunset in the sky. Do you know what I'm saying? Dance all night to the beep, beep, beep. Feeling the sand on your feet, feet, feet. When the sun rises, take a seat, seat, seat.